What's going on, my freaks, geeks, and free thinkers? This is episode number 13. This is a really special episode. We had a lot of fun. We even had a special guest pop in. Um, on this episode, we have uh, MyMaria777 on Instagram. Uh, she's got a really big following, and I believe she, at the end of this, we found out that she's, uh, they're coming after her. But uh, she's got a big following. She's awesome. She's got a lot of information. We're also ja- uh, joined by uh, James from We The People Radio. Um, and we had, we were lucky that, uh, Nick actually came in studio from We The People Radio, just happened to be in the area, hit us up and joined. Um, I know it's about synchronicity. We talk a lot about that, psychedelics and all kinds of stuff. Uh, so it was kind of strange yet amazing that Nick just happened to be in the neighborhood and pop in. It was not planned at all. So that was fun. Um, Clint, it was a great show, right? Absolutely. It was some good conversation. I liked all the input. And um, different points of view on, uh, you know, these the broad stroke that is drugs. Yeah, drugs and just even um, we got into the law of attraction. How it, it's, uh, it was just great. You guys got to listen. It was a lot of fun. Um, guys, I just want to let everyone know uh, the Dojo of Comedy East, the East Coast version, the Mars, Mars Plains East Coast Dojo has been rocking. Get your tickets, guys. Uh, check us out on Instagram and uh you can find all of our tickets there. We got tons of shows um, coming. I don't know when this will drop, but we got Aaron Berg. We got uh, Dave Landau, Bob Levy, Rich Voss, a bunch of other big names about to get dropped. Uh, check it out. It's a lot of fun. These shows have been awesome. Clint's been crushing it. His fucking sets have been awesome. Come say what's up. They've been a lot of fun. And of course, we need to uh, give a shout out and thank you to our sponsor, Hero Soap Company. Clint, uh, have you used all your soap yet? No, I'm about halfway through my second bar. It's good stuff. Maybe man. not even halfway. It's good stuff. Yep, this one's charcoal, so it takes all the. That's why you look. Detoxifies younger. me. Do I look better? My skin is glowing good. in this. Yeah. In this podcast, the charcoal. All these lights. <laughs> <laughs> no, man, but this is good stuff. I, I told. I think I told you when we first got the care package uh, sent to us. Everyone in my family was like fighting over it because it smelled so so good. Um, I've been using the. Uh, the woods and i love it it makes me feel like i'm just like deep in the woods eating some mushrooms chilling out like the old days perfect brings me back but guys hero soap company is the real deal shit it is all natural uh it's what locally sourced from arizona i believe that's right yeah locally sourced ingredients all essential oils in arizona and by uh air force veteran Mm -hmm. and um your first order they will match and send it to deployed uh, military personnel also a portion of your order or um, <clears throat> portion of the money that they make goes to first responder and veterans charities so yeah just great guys great uh, company and also we have we do have a um, discount code it's free thinker 20 so if you go there and then you uh, go to HeroSoap.com, and you buy something, you put in Freethinker20, and then you'll get yourself 20% off, and you'll help out the show. Yeah. So we can think freely. So we keep free thinking and putting <laughs> these podcasts out. Guys, this was a fun episode. I hope you enjoy it. Excisers of telepathic sensitivity, osteopaths of spirit, investigators of infractions denounced by land and power.
What's up, everybody? We are here with Free Thinkers number 13 and uh, a bunch of other podcasts. What number is it going to be for you? James, what number are we on? 18? 19? Yeah, 18. There you go. 18 or 19. episode 19 for me. There you go. And nice. Somehow they synced up. They did. What's your uh, podcast <laughs> called, Maria? Wait, what'd you say? What's your podcast called, Maria? My Maria 777. It's the same as my, as my username on Instagram and Twitter. There you go. And we the people, both yep. doing 18 and 19 swap casts. And today we're going to talk about all of our favorite things. Drugs. <laughs> kind of. <laughs> we're going to touch on some of that stuff. Yeah, that's a good... So what's up, everyone? What's going on, freaks, geeks, weirdos? Like, what kind of drugs are we talking? We're going to talk about all like kinds. real drugs? We're going to break it down. That's a good way to jump in. This is my buddy Nick Marabella from We The People Radio. So on? happy to Thanks have him in me. studio. I've been trying to get up here for a while. Yeah, so I, he, I never believe him. But that's uh, some synchronicities, right? That's some weird stuff. Um, he's going to... any A lot of the craziest stories of my life uh, with drugs. Drugs is such a broad term. Um... He's been involved. I feel with. like it's such a negative term. It is. That's what I'm saying. So you know what? That's great, Nick. I love how you just started off like that. So drugs, right? I want to hear what you guys think about the word drugs. Drugs are bad, right? Drugs is just a bad word. Drugs. See, I feel like just... people got shit mixed up. Like medicine is labeled as drugs, and drugs are labeled as medicine now. Mm-hmm. Like how the fuck is oxycontin medicine, but marijuana's a drug? Like how the fuck well, is that possible? It's like what we all. Uh, words actions everything gets muddied up and dirty you know that's what they do that's what whoever they are that's that's just the the establishment it's always to muddy it up and mess it up and i think the biggest thing at least that affected my life is the term and the word drugs if you guys i don't know who's old enough where did everyone have dare maria did you have I dare i was just gonna ask that i was like are you guys too old for dare did, did you have I think did I'm you for dare. did you have dare i had it it was it was brand new when i when i was in there. i didn't have dare at catholic school I was in Catholic school. We did have it, though. We didn't have it. And I guess I wanted to say, first it just has, like, an extremely bad connotation, but that connotation comes from them implanting it. Somebody told me once that it takes the CIA, or they talk openly that it takes them two generations to, like, implant an idea. Mm. And so if you think about, like, the countercultural movement of, like, the 1960s and 70s when we really got into this type of stuff that we're about to talk about, and now, theoretically, two generations have happened, and drugs are bad. Yeah. So it kind of works out. I gotta read something you just said. The whole is true. You know, if you if you study marijuana, or if you even study uh, psychedelics and LSD, the whole one of the whole reasons was it, why it became so bad was because of the Charles Manson story and how he used LSD to, you know, run his family. And, yeah. And it was a scare and, tactic. Yeah, and that, that after that is when they really started. Uh, making LSD and psychedelics illegal. The Sweeping Psychedelic Act. Yeah, that was Nixon. We, we, we're jumping real fast, but let's just talk about the word drugs. But you're right. All this stuff we're going to get to, that's maybe my favorite part, what, what we're going to talk about is is the 60s and the Manson murders and the Grateful Dead, which I am, I, I'm a sucker for, but that was totally done to stop the revolution. But drugs, right? It's a bad word. And like Nick just said, Marijuana now is becoming medicine. Like Maria just said, it's two generations. Now it's starting to become medicine. Like I bet you my kids, I always said that. Like I would fight with my wife. I don't smoke or 
anymore at all around my kids. But in the early days when I was young, and I would, if they had smelt it, she would get mad at me. I said, do you understand by the time she's 17, 18, this is going to be like having a glass of wine. Like, it's totally, and it's going that way. So that's like a positive. But this big word drugs, like drugs are are pretty much bad, right? That's the way they, they painted it. But yet it's so confusing because there's drugs are written everywhere, like drugstore and um it's, it's just horrible that they were all lumped together. Plant medicines and drugs should have been separated right away. Psychedelics and hard street drugs, they all should have had different names. Like cocaine and crack, heroin, should not even be in the same breath of air as marijuana and even mushrooms, psychedelic mushrooms. And that's where I got fucked up as a kid. I, I'm going to be honest. I got fucked up as a kid thinking that if I smoked weed or did a line of cocaine, it was the same exact thing. Because that's what I was taught when I was really young. First of all, they probably should not have been teaching us about all those drugs. I think there's a Dave Chappelle bit about it, and it was so true, where they come in with little samples of all of them and show you and basically tell you, like, if you try this one, like, the cartoons are going to be way better. We're like, wait, what? Like, so it was definitely, the whole program was fucked up. But it also made you feel like the guilt it gave you. It gave you such guilt. Oh, it's that Catholic guilt. Yes, it's ingrained into our souls. James and I talk about this all the time. It has taken me 31 years to get past, like, the fucking Catholic guilt. Yeah. Not th- with drugs. Like, I put yeah, into I, it hook, line, and sinker. I didn't even, like, I didn't smoke pot. Like, Mike will tell you, Nick will, they'll all tell you, I'm one of the biggest potheads. I'm like a can of sore. Like, I study this stuff and research this stuff forever. But I didn't start smoking until I graduated high school because I bought all the propaganda, like, I was going yeah. down all these rabbit holes with secret societies and pedophilia, but yet I still believed that marijuana was bad for you. Like it was. You were so also crazy. a wrestler too. Yeah, I wrestled. So I was a big time wrestler, yeah. and I, I was I was always trying to do things athletically, but at the same time, I bought the propaganda. Like I. But think yeah, about I'm, that. Let's think about that. Let's think about but that. But I did the same thing. I didn't uh, smoke weed all through high school. I didn't really start until I was 21 and I was living with riders that smoked weed like every day and still rode. And I was like, oh, you can do it. Because exactly like he's saying, I bought into like, you can't do that. You can't do that in function. I, what are you I, laughing it's, at? It's so funny. It's funny. Your perspective is like a winner and a guy who like, you know, was a fucking athlete. Like to me, it was like, I smoked weed. I might as well just fucking do everything. <laughs> like I'm laughing because I'm thinking like your mentality. Like, you know what? It's all going to make me bad. <laughs> well, I didn't know. You know what? Had I known what I know now, I don't think that I would have stayed away like I did. But now, you know, obviously I, I don't think you, you can look at Michael Phelps. Yeah. It should be taught is my point. My point is those athletes, like, you should teach them, like, hey, if you are, like, okay, at this age, if these, these are going to be things you're going to be messing with, alcohol and, 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 and weed, let's say. Well, let's put it teach this them. way. Teach a- them. Out of alcohol, weed, and uh, pain pills, pain pills. Mm-hmm. even cocaine, not so much. I think they've been able to handle themselves yeah. on it for the most part. Uh, yeah, but but I would say more, more careers have been ruined from... Pain pills and alcohol, oh, obviously yeah, a hundred to one more than, accepted. than weed. Like it's what more person has smoked too much weed and didn't ride their dirt bike? And the next wave, guys, like, the next wave coming is going to be the Adderall. <laughs> right now it's all good. It's fine. Just yeah, put everyone yeah. on it. The next wave, just like we had the pain pill thing and it was all good and fine because the doctor's gift is going to be the Adderall. Watch that crashing down. Uh, I also predict that there's going to just how like there was uh, I feel like the doctors are going to pull that all away. Just like they did the pain pills. They're going to pull this away. And then all of a sudden they're going to have a world full of meth addicts. Watch. I'm you know? so thankful that because when I was I was a kid, I always had issues in school, like 
staying focused and doing shit. Mm-hmm. Like I, my mind was all over the place, and I kept telling my parents, like, yo, like, I cannot focus on this shit that they're putting in front of me. Like, fuck this. And I wanted them to get me tested in high school for ADD just so I can, can get, take as much time as I wanted on the SATs. But I'm so thankful that they didn't take me because that's what they did. They just gave these kids Ritalin and Adderall like candy. They were like, yo, your kid, like, I was just a regular kid. Like, I was a, a 14-year-old boy that was just trying to get into shit and go bang girls. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, I didn't want to focus on school. Like, yeah. it's well, what they do. Go ahead. In law school, everyone goes to the doctor and, and tells them that you need it that way you can say you have a disability and take as long as you want and then you can take Adderall on top of that. And I, I just thought that was such bullshit. I was like, if you're gonna get the disability, you can't take the medicine to make it better. Cause law school is all about like, whoever gets the highest grade and the curve and all this type of thing. Um, but I always thought that was bullshit too. I think the other thing that you all probably don't know cause you're a bunch of dudes, but a lot of people my age go and get Centramine from their primary mm-hmm. care doctors, mm-hmm. which is essentially mm-hmm. Adderall. It's like the old Fenton from like Fenton. the nineties that like tore mm-hmm. holes in people's hearts. Yep. But just another form of speed. Yeah. So amphetamines have been around forever. Um, now they're putting the children on them, and I don't want to shame anybody that are on any of these drugs because listen, I was on pain pills. I they destroyed my life. It killed. Besi- I probably have three uh, of my people I will call my best friends are still alive. That's how many of my good friends are gone from that shit. Uh, so I don't want to shame people, and and, and this is more to educate. I just shame doctors, though. No, she shame doctors and, and the education. That's what How I'm do saying. You prescribe a is that we were not educated correctly? Yes, and then if the you know the parents they don't know any better. This is what they're told by the doctor. They trust doctors. So remember, guys, our our position, all of us, is wh- where we are along this road is to comfort and 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 guide the people that are going to be opening up their eyes. So you know we always gotta remember that because um, it's easy just to yell and scream and, and talk shit. I don't want to shame any of them, and even people that are still on Adderall. Or I have one of my best friends. He still says he's a grown man. He says he has to take it. It's his medicine. He's focused, you know, whatever. And I don't want to shame him, but he needs to understand that that's, he's taking meth. And Do I know that friend? Yeah. And it's okay. It's Listen, it's okay if you want. I, I feel like the, the shame's got to come out of the drugs. And I feel like we just need to have real conversations with our, our kids, especially our kids, on what drugs are. Because I'm telling you that I what I got out of the D.A.R.E. program, what I got out from even the way my parents talked to me about drugs was weed and everything else is exactly the same and I thought it was so bad for you i thought it was so bad for you oh actually. yeah it's all the same in that but i would take nine hits of ecstasy and think that was fine <laughs> yeah i mean and you know what? if you take it the right way it's fine that's the whole thing that's the whole this is the whole conversation we want to talk about today guys is like mm-hmm. drugs psychedelics that are all over the place and how to take them and um you know even this there's a craze right now with psychedelics and i know everyone wants to talk about psychedelics i love psychedelics my it, they shaped my life um, I love they shaped my life a hundred percent. I love them. Um, I haven't taken them in a while. Um, I'm on a break because I'm learning. I'm reverse engineering psychedelics. I made all the mistakes, and I want anybody who is excited or or interested because it is a hot topic right now in a good way. And it's got. A, when I was a kid, if you did if you did acid, you were like a heroin addict. So I always say I'm coming out of the I'm coming out of the psychedelic closet, and I'm coming out of the the conspiracy which I hate closet. Go ahead. The regular closet. Yeah. Well. For my followers, will you all tell them who you are? Oh, yeah, that's a good idea. So me? <laughs> we didn't. We didn't do that. In the oh, beginning. I'm sorry. I'm uh, I'm I'm Mike from uh, the Free Thinker Society and uh, No Carnival Parking. Uh, we also I also run um, the Dojo of Comedy East on the East Coast, a comedy room, and I'm fo- I'm sitting here with my main man, my producer, and my co-host Clint Esposito. Clint. 
Clint's also a comedian. I just couldn't get myself off the screen, otherwise I wouldn't be on one of these squares, but I couldn't figure it out. <laughs> Remember, my followers can't see you. Oh, yeah, good. Okay. Perfect. Yeah, so... Uh, <laughs> so, yeah, you guys already know me. I was with Maria last week, and uh, I'm James from We The People Radio. This time we got our co-host with me, uh, Nick Mirabella, next to me. I'll pop in real quick. They can't see oh, you. Yeah, but she hurt you. They can no, see can, you on this, this one. This is better when I can see him because it's yeah. harder to anticipate to when to talk. Okay, thank you. Well, Just we, we jumped into that and I forgot to do that. Yeah, we all forgot to do that. Yeah. Everybody, this is Maria, Mike, and Clint. You know us. Welcome to We The People Radio. I'm touching. All right, so that was a nice introduction halfway through, but we're going to edit it all. It'll be good. <laughs> Nice. No, I'm, I'm going to do it just like that. <laughs> and this is why some people need, uh, what is it, Adderall. <laughs> we probably could use it. But so everyone here on this podcast has done or currently does drugs or no? Psychedelics? Oh, I don't know. I'm not. So I'm a little different. My stepdad smoked pot my entire life, and they pretended like they didn't. And so I didn't get it for some time. And then I used to have somebody that like brought me home from school that was older than me in the neighborhood. And he was just like, wow, your house weeks of weed uh and my my stepdad used to blame it on cigars but i started smoking weed when i was 14 and then didn't really get back like i would do it sporadically at parties like i never purchased it like but then now as an attorney i have to turn my brain off and i smoke weed all the time but i just got into psychedelics in march like i've always just again like i remember you all were talking just now and i remember this story from being young and like the propaganda that there has to be that like somebody used to tell me I wrote it down that you were legally insane mm -hmm. if you had taken like six hits of acid or more yep. and probably insert whatever number and whatever like geographic location that yeah, people wanted that. to like perpetuate that's a but such a good point yep did you hear that a kid turned into a glass of orange juice Yes. And when yes. He, no, uh, shut the fuck up. And when he finally <laughs> spilt all out, he would die. Yeah. <laughs> if you, if you bring it all stores in your back. But James also back. grew up in New Jersey, so that's not fair. Did you hear it? Or he peeled yeah. his skin off. He was an orange. <laughs> I didn't hear that, but I did hear that, like, if you ever took acid, it could just, like, kick in at any moment. Flashback, and, like, yeah. you could die at any moment because of it. Yeah. So yeah. The, that's great because that's exactly what I was talking about, guys. So I, I had that. that that idea was my whole life, right? So I, the first time I ever took acid, I was 15 years old. It was at a rave at Six Flags Great Adventure. So uh, I actually became very good friends with the guy who threw it. Uh, his name was Scotto. He was the NASA promoter from the New York City parties, those crazy famed <laughs> NASA parties. So he tricked Six Flags into saying he was doing a fashion show and turned into a rave. So we <laughs> tricked our parents to just drop us off at Great Adventure this day. For the fashion show. No, just a great adventure. Oh. So we go to Great Adventure, and I take the strongest hit of acid ever in my life. And um, it was the, one of the best days of my life. It changed everything. I was probably a little too young. You know, I probably definitely would not recommend until you're later on in your life. But it changed my life. But I was so, I was so ashamed uh, by that that it was like the only other people that did acid back then. Because all these stories you're saying, you know, remember in the '90s, acid wasn't really a thing. Acid was a really hard thing to find, and it was also, uh, in New York especially, was most of the time fake and very dangerous. So that's why a lot of these stories did come from, because people would kill themselves, because they were just getting all these horrible research chemicals. But anyway, 
I never told anyone, and I would do psychedelics, and I wouldn't tell people because I was I literally thought like I was a heroin or crack addict. Um, and it took me years and years of learning and to understand that these things were tools, and I honestly really believe they're technology. I, I think uh, a lot of these things are a technology that we don't understand. Um, yeah, I, I think it's a very spiritual, and it, it kind of helps you learn about yourself. I, I was like you. I was older. I was 21, 22 maybe when I first did acid. Like right away. I think it was right around when I met Nick. Um and I didn't want to do it. I was going to New York City to go see Most Deaf and Dead Prez at the Brooklyn Bodegas. Uh, for, for they were doing a free show. And I went with my buddy Phils, and he walks up to me. We're on the subway platform to go to Brooklyn. He's like, yo, listen, we're all going to do some acid, and we all voted that you have to do some with us because uh, we don't want you to ruin our trip where and be the only one not tripping. And I was like, nah, not, not, I'm not doing this. Like, fuck out of here. I've done mushrooms, and I did mushrooms like two weeks earlier for the first time with him in my back, in my shed. <laughs> so he kept arguing with me, telling me why I should do it, and I kept saying no. It got to the point where he's like, yo, listen, if you don't do this willingly, I'm just going to put it in the Jack Daniels that we're all drinking, and you're going to trip regardless. Like, you're beat. And I'm like, bro, it's like that? He's like, yeah, it's like that. So I take the tab of acid, give me a fat tab of acid, and we're going to, to, to this concert. Before we go there, the girls we were with wanted to go to this mermaid parade on Coney Island on the boardwalk. So we get there, and all these people are dressed like fucking mermaids and seahorses, like decked out like on the boardwalk. And I'm tripping for the first time. I'm like, what the fuck is going on? That's a great So place. we leave, That's a great we place leave to, to go to the concert. And I walk onto the subway and I grab this girl dressed like a seahorse. And I'm like, what the <laughs> fuck are you doing on this subway train? Like, we need to get you to the ocean now. <laughs> I swear to God. Phil's grabs me. We had to go like three or four train carts down. And long story short, we never made it to the concert because we got lost in the subway. <laughs> I wanted nothing to do with doing acid. I wanted nothing to do with it. I was I believed again all the fucking bullshit. And after I did it, I was I, I went did a bunch of research and I found out it really wasn't that bad. It was actually something that you could use as a tool, like you just said. And ever since then, I've been using it for exactly that to kind of find myself and further my journey in life. Mm -hmm. One of the things that in my journey as Maria and into this movement and all this kind of stuff is that my opinion is that the church and the government shaped a lot of these subjects in such a way that they were satanic and guilted you into the type of person that you would be or become if you did some of these drugs. And so for me, like synchronicities and numerology and astrology and astronomy and all of these things that really help you connect to yourself and find it, like we all go to these like external forces to like answer questions that we need answering when we could really find the, the answers internally. And I, so I think that the church and the government systematically shaped all of those things in such a way so that we were shamed if we were into it. But at the same time, like put it in your, like you saw your astrology every single day in the newspaper, yet you weren't supposed to read it. And when you did read it, you were sinning in some sort of way. So I, I think it was all a movement. Again, I think it's interesting that I'm making this point talking to you all because I hadn't thought of before of like pushing away from the 60s and like pushing away of like you being the answer to oh yeah the world problems I agree 100% they don't want you to understand that you have it all within and that's honestly that's probably one of the best lessons that I believe psychedelics will tell you once you keep peeling that onion 
is that everything is right in front of you at any given time and you have it right there always there and um so yeah that's that's a that's a big one and uh i I also they're demonized i think at first they were i'm almost positive at first they they thought they were going to use it as a truth serum or a mind control and it got away just like everything i I believe this covid is getting away from them right now it's 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 actually putting the left and the right together i have more liberal friends comedy here we go comedy if they want to watch shows they're sick and tired of it where at first they were you know what i'm saying so it's the same thing with like psychedelics they thought it was gonna be this truth serum it was gonna do all these things and then it turned out to be the one of the cogs in the wheel still to this day they're just uh, i think what she said was part of the problem with psychedelics is you're so guilty because of what you've been told by churches your parents school cops the dare program that you actually give yourself a bad trip because you're so guilty. Oh yeah. Oh fuck. Well, because it's all about it's all about oh, intention, yeah. and that's the fuck one thing yeah. I wanted to add is mm-hmm. that I love to talk about the law of attraction lately, and I'm doing like all these like weird experiments with it, like writing stuff, and every single one of my followers is like, "This is satanic." Uh, like, like they love to pin me that way when I talk about the law of attraction. When reality is truly like, I think drugs expose the simulation and the yeah. hologram and and the collective consciousness consciousness of it all but i think all of that's interconnected and in, in preventing us oh 100 whenever i do heavy the only the only psychedelic and that's really not even labeled psychedelic which is called psychedelic not a drug the only one heavy dose i will do and take me to the same place and it's always me seeing the matrix or whatever you want to call it the simulation is ketamine if i do a heavy dose of ketamine no i'm talking about different drugs if you or, or psychedelic if i do a heavy dose of ketamine every single time it is taking me now to the level where i just see the entire the entire thing and I feel the oneness of everyone. But Maria, you're right. And you know what's funny about what you were saying about um, people thinking you're Luciferian or satanic because you're talking about drugs, yoga. You didn't say yoga, but you know, I know all the stuff that attraction. they throw in there, law of attraction, and they'll say it is. In a sense with psychedelics, I have to agree in a little bit of a sense, and even alcohol and any drugs, they are right, but they're saying it in the wrong way. Um, if you don't use the correct intention, if you don't um, handle these things in a correct way, you do open up yourself to get uh, entities to attach to you. And it took me a long time. And that's what I want to let everyone know. Whoever's listening to this, um, I feel like I've made the mistakes. So if anyone has questions and wants to hit us up or ask me anything, I just want to make sure people do this correctly because it can be a tool that could change the world, but it can also be tools that could really fuck you up and hurt you. And I don't want to see people do that. And I believe that even with drinks, if you drink too much, I've heard too many shamans, too many people I trust uh, in this world talking about spirits and it's a spirit. And if you drink too much, like it opens up your aura and, and things attach. The same thing with the harder you go. So for sure with DMT and ayahuasca, I could tell you guys so many stories of me just joining with the raw or, or drinking in ceremony with the wrong groups. And you are definitely open and then these entities can come and um, and, and take over. So you're not playing with... The, we're talking about acid. Acid is kind of the training wheels of this stuff, but all, yes. uh, it seems like more of the plant medicines and the other things. Like you, you got to be careful. Like there is some truth to the demonic. We'll call it or Lucifer. I don't want to. I hate Lucifer. We'll call it demonic. <laughs> episode on Aleister Crowley, and he was big. The reason yeah. why he, the Golden Dawn was because he wanted to experiment with drugs, and they didn't want drugs involved in that secret society. And he was big into that stuff with mescaline, and uh, and he. Occasionally got LSD because it was very difficult to get, but mm-hmm. that's something that he loved and he used. And same thing, like you said earlier, with the mind control. 
Acid was used big time for MK Ultra. That's literally what they would do. They would literally yeah. give their patients like Charles Manson was a big MK Ultra guy, yeah, the and they would heavily dose these people with crazy amounts of LSD, and then oh, those and, Harvard experiments were crazy. Yeah, what they were doing. Canada too, dude. Yeah, crazy. Like, they were frying was, people. It was something that, like you said, I think got away from them. I think they used it to try to get something out of people, but it got away from them, especially when it hit the public in the 60s and 70s. Because to our core, man, we're good. We're all good. We're, there was just love, and we're good. And, and they could keep throwing this shit at us, but our core, it's always going to blow up in their face. We could talk about the internet, psychedelics. Uh, I believe this coronavirus. It always happens that way. Uh, Maria, I feel like Maria want to say something. Well, what you were just saying about like the Luciferian or Satanism of the ball, I think that everything is neutral. And if you put good energy and good intention into it, then it's light. And if you put dark energy and that like badness into something, then it's dark. And I think that like that's what they did though. They took our ability to like distinguish between these subjects and they just told us how satanic and bad they were. And so people are so indoctrinated in that that they can't even consider that you could do law of attraction in a positive way and have a positive result, and that doesn't make you satanic. Uh, that confuses me. I can't believe they say that, that Luciferian or satanic law of attraction. You're a big law of attraction. I'm a big law of attraction. This guy is like, I learned so much law of attraction. I literally manifested my income within six months. I'm talking a hundred times my income. Nick is the person who does like the law of attraction and really changed my life because prior to him, I was very black-pilled. I was very negative, and I really thought there was no hope in this world because of all of the research that I've done. So I was kind of just like kicking the can down the road and I met Nick and he introduced me to this energy, this positive way of thinking. And it's a hundred percent right. What you're saying, Maria, is that when you're putting this positive thought out there, you're going to get positive back, but you can equally do that with negative and negative intentions. Like it may, a lot of people put negative thoughts out in this world unintentionally. Like they just wake up and they're like, Oh, I just wanted to get at it. I wanted to get out of debt. And they want to, you know, or change something in their life, but they're thinking about it in a negative way. They don't do it intentionally. But there's, there are people like the Aleister Crowley's of the world, the Marina Abramovich's, and a lot of people in Hollywood that are putting this energy out there intentionally, this negative, demonic, satanic energy. You know what's crazy too, James? Is that there's a lot. There's then you got the people in the middle. Uh, I believe there's shamans and just regular folks like myself that have no idea and kind of just blindly do it, and then that are just opening up these portals, opening up these things, and then they get taken advantage of by the ones that are the masters, good and bad, right? So, yeah, so you could, like, like taking some of these, most of these drugs without, let's say, if you want to call it a prayer, intention, whatever you intention. set into it, intention, if it, you know, whatever, or pray, it's really your prayer and grounding yourself and all this stuff before you go into there uh, will change everything. But you just pop something in your mouth and keep popping things and you're in a rave or you're listening to some crazy album or whatever you're doing or maybe you're even at a ceremony with a, a, an ayahuasca and peyote ceremony with somebody who is, uh, you know, they're respected, but maybe they didn't really do the work and they don't really understand what they're doing. And now they might be casting on uh, a dark, dark intentions without even realizing it. You know what I mean? Essentially, it's so easy to sway. I think that the thing that people don't realize, and this was an eye-opening thing for me, I, I'm really new into this stuff, so I would love to learn more about the law of attraction from you. Yes. But Definitely people, people attach emotion to everything when they don't realize that like their subconscious doesn't recognize emotion whatsoever. So you might go into something thinking like, oh, I really want to have a good trip, but all you focus on is anxiety and darkness or bad energy, whatever that is. Your subconscious isn't evaluating one thing more than the other. It's just going to manifest whatever you are spending the most time 
focusing on. And so when you're depressed and sad, but you think, oh man, I, I really wanted to have a good trip, but you only thought that like because 1% of the time, you, that's you were, not what's going to occur. But I think that happens in everything. People are depressed trip. and they're dark and they wonder why their life doesn't get better. Yeah, they probably thought they wanted to have a good trip and then focused on everything that could go wrong yes. to make it a bad right. trip. I but that's to, what manifested. You know that um, thinking negatively compounds way faster than thinking positively. I've heard as that. As soon as you go down a negative trail, you've never thought that. You go down a negative trail a little bit oh. mentally and then all of a sudden it's like, boom, It's like boom, a tree boom. branch. Yeah, exactly. Next yeah. thing you know, it just builds on you. That's true. Um, Nick, I want to ask you because you are... Uh, going you guys hear me okay? Fine. Yeah. I want to ask you, so it, I, I've heard a little bit about this. Maybe you could articulate better. What is it... Uh, isn't it true like uh, what these guys are all saying about like the universe or God or whatever doesn't understand uh, all the extra stuff, right? Yeah, so when so, you put things out there, so, that's a big yeah, problem so, people so, have. So with the law of attraction, and it really has to go back even further to the law of vibration. So no matter how bad you want to listen, I'm going to give the radio. Get up on your mic. Yeah, you're better here? Yeah, there you go. So no matter, no matter how bad you want to listen to a country song, if you're tuned into a hip-hop station on the radio, you're in that frequency. You're never, ever going to have country come through on the radio. Just like if you want to have positive events happen to your life, but subconsciously all you're doing is thinking about negative things, even though you're saying you want positive things to happen to you, you're only going to attract the negative things to your life because that's what you're vibrating out. That's what you're putting out to the universe. Yeah, but I, I, I understand that. You're, okay. Now you're going like the second law, right, with yeah. the feeling. But I'm talking about uh, people say, um, I've been been getting into this lately. So people say, uh, I, I don't I don't want I don't want to be in debt anymore. Oh no, see, I don't want to be in debt. Yeah. No, because you're 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 still speaking about like debt. They don't understand. You can give yes, gratitude. You have the, gratitude is the most important thing for the law of attraction. You got to put yourself in a place where you have it and you feel it and you you truly do believe that you are because. Space and time doesn't really exist. So whether you have it now or have it five years from now, it doesn't make a difference. It's all happening at the same time. So that's like for a whole other conversation. So instead of being, I want to be out of debt, thank you, God. You can't say debt free. Thank you, God, for an abundance of income. Thank you, God, yeah, for having, I learned from you. Like you yeah. were right specific. You write yeah. so specific. Yeah, where I, write down, I didn't know that for a I long time. Like the specific. exact dollar amount. And I give gratitude to me making that much money every week. And you think you already have it already, right? Yeah, well... I went from $400 a week to $4,000 a week in income in six months. Literally, all I did was just keep on raising it from, from four. I, Nick, when, when we were doing Buddha Sport, because we used to host Buddha Sport Radio together a, long, yeah. uh, a couple years ago, and when we broke that off and you started working at the salon that you're at, the salon you're at was, was not as doing nearly as well as it's doing now. And I remember you manifested that whole salon into your life. Like you were doing wild man shit before that. Like really think you were bartending at, at the Shannon. Yeah, and, and then you bought in with George, and you kept telling me, I'm going to make this into a huge, huge salon. You have now one of the best salons in all of North Jersey, and you're crushing it. And you yeah. literally manifested that into your life just by putting it out into the world. Because you, I've seen your notebook. I've seen your goal boards. And I do a lot of those things because I learned it from you. I even did it with the online business. Yeah, I had absolutely. no idea what the fuck I was doing, and I went from... So this is fun. This is fun. So Nick, you you understand it, right? Here's, you understand. It. I, I well, want... let me ask him. Yeah, right, just a side note, real quick. That uh, everybody we were talking about shame and all that before. But do you not think that basically Christianity or having people pray about their problems? Do you think that's not lending itself to the exact same thing? You're I'm like they just they just. Wrapped it a different way, and then they were like, "Hey, this is religious. 
versus you being a whatever voodoo master yeah, so, they want to yeah, paint you as. But it's basically it's the, the exact same thing. And it if is. you pray to God, you, you ask God for, you know, make my pain go away, make my pain go away. Well, you're still asking for more pain because you're saying pain. Right. That's, that's what I was getting at. Yeah. With the word, the verb. Thank you. Like, right now, yes. I, my dog is sick. So I was I, just going to say When dog, I pray my dog, yeah. I'm, um, what, I, what what's my prayer? Thank you, God, for making him so, thank you, God, for being so healthy. Thank you, God, for making Cody so healthy. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. he's so healthy, healthy, healthy. And I preach more healthy rather than the sickness. getting better. Because he is healthy. And I'm living in a moment of him being healthy. And he's perfect. Perfect health right now. What I want to play a game with everyone right now or just have a thought. So all of us here, right, in our own way, have definitely done some some successful things. I know that for a fact. We've all done a little crazy thing. So we're going to start with Clint. So now Nick pretty much has mastered the law of attraction. Nick... Uh, talented and all this kind of crazy stuff but he's also crazy so for him he's nuts anybody in new jersey knows nick is funny crazy nuts all that stuff but for him to all of a sudden he just mastered this law of attraction he knows how to he's literally a wizard at it now i feel like the three of us i'm making assumptions but i bet you if we get to the core of this we're right the three of us have done it in ways we probably didn't even realize or maybe we did but not as honed in as him so clint you are professional fmx the videos you show me, I still sometimes can't believe the guy across me does this shit. So there you go. You had to have done some kind of prep, some kind of work. Plus, you traveled the world. So there was like some road, kind road of... across. Yeah, big yeah. professional. Professional. Uh, 100%. Because if you go into a race, you go into a jump, and you are unsure about what you're about to do, you're going to crash. Yeah, you definitely got to be done. You dialed. have to visualize yourself hitting it, landing it, and everything going perfect. Yeah, well, let's see. Did you do any of that stuff? A uh, visualization? Like, yeah, visual. Oh, yeah. I mean, and what we were talking about before, uh, the um, negative thoughts compounding and stuff like mm-hmm, that, mm-hmm. riding, man, you could get sucked into a deep, dark and what place and freak yourself out. And so you learn to basically do everything right now the best I can for that moment and prepare make all the steps the whole way focus on right now preparing myself to be the best i can be when that moment arrives and then you don't have time to think about the future and get worried about it because you're just preparing now and eventually you just roll out onto the floor with your head you've done everything you just keep doing what i gotta do i gotta get dressed we're ready we're almost on the line then by the time you realize it guess what the job is jump the fucking ramp and do your tricks so there's no time for you to go uh you know freak out about it see it in real time in your head that you are using law of attraction and i've done a ton of visualization to try and feel good trying to land my first flip like backflips i was terrified so i just pictured the feeling and everything just i probably did thousands in my head and just well they say your brain fires off the same neurons to your muscles visualizing it as it is actually doing it yeah so that's what I just did that over and over and over and over. Did you do that famous study where they had a bunch of guys shooting free throws, uh, physically practicing it, and, yeah. then, and a group of guys mentally practicing it, and it turned out the guys that were mentally practicing it were much better at shooting free throws than the guys that were physically? Wow. Like, yeah. that's a crazy study. To Tons like, of studies like that. Alone. Tons. Just make, huh? Tons of studies like that. Because, because it's, 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 do you know why amazing. that works, though? Because uh, there was also a guy, it works off the same theory, a rodeo guy. He was one of the best rodeo guys ever. And he had this uh, video series or something on training people to be good, like bullfighters or riders. 
and they told them to ride really easy bulls all the time so that you're always winning. You're always going the mm -hmm. distance. Mm -hmm. You get used mentally to that and save yourself for the big ones. But it's basically essentially the same because you're going through it and you always keep that high spirit. You don't get beaten down. If you try to go out and just be, think about fighting, right, James? If you tried to just bite, uh, fight bad motherfuckers every single day, day in and day out, that can get daunting after a while. Well, Which I'm not, you have to test yourself, but not get beat so up every day. It's a double-edged sword with fighting, though, because I, I did that. Like, I, I remember Nick brought me to AMA and brought me, threw me in with the wolves oh, yeah. at one of the best gyms in the time in North Jersey with a ton of UFC fighters. And I had only two or three fights under my belt at the time. And I go in there, and I was like almost starstruck, first off. Like, I'm training with some of the best guys in the world. But I got my ass kicked on a daily basis. Like, I got killed on a daily basis. But I would go out into the fight, and because I knew I was training with some of the baddest motherfuckers in the world, I knew this guy wasn't better than the guys that I'm training. Yeah. So, like, I knew I could go out there and fight anybody. Because they, they weren't as good as these guys that I'm training with on yeah. a daily basis. I agree with that, too. You know, so it, it was a different mentality. But at the same time, it was always the same thing, visualization. I visualized getting my hand raised every single time. There was never a doubt in my life. And people would ask me, like, James, you think you're going to win? And I would tell them, absolutely. Like, my name and losing don't go in the same sentence because there's no chance I'm losing. There's no chance. I never would even think that. I and would fighters and a lot of people in that industry have to have that mentality otherwise you're going to get eaten alive i was gonna, i was going to say i i've i watched you visualize uh, your your everything you've done from you you were a, a food runner for me you were yeah, you know yep. you were the lowest position in the in the in the in the restaurant and yeah, you were you telling me and you train hard and i watched you do all these things i watched you do these crazy things with nick that sound outlandish I, I, I wanted to go to Maria next, but I could vouch for all this stuff. And I knew that it's funny because you didn't probably even – maybe you did, maybe you didn't. And then it, you definitely started figuring out. You started doing crazier shit, and you get it done. And, Maria, I want to ask you because I know you said you're kind of new to this. Being an attorney, that's a hard thing. That's not – not everybody can do that. So I don't know more about your background. How I mean, everyone's life always has struggles. Did you, did you accomplish and do things that later on you're like, wow, I definitely used the law of attraction? Or you look back and – think about it or your thinking patterns or I mean I, I just kind of started thinking about it really in this conversation I haven't retrospectively looked at it I I'm really new into this like last six months still I have a lot of anxiety and I have a lot of like parent stuff I've had to work out but I've like really kind of come to my own in the last couple of years but for me I guess I always knew I was going to be an attorney and so there's I don't think I was actively manifesting in any sort of like conscious way, but like I had kind of certain like like trailers, if you will, of like what I saw in my life. And I just like certain scenes that like would repeat itself in my brain all the time. And so looking back now, I don't think obviously I didn't know what I was doing, but on some level I, I've attained certain like scenes that I always had. And I feel like I'm, I'm getting there. And, and now I just think that like, wow, if I was that powerful to, manifest that when I really wasn't even trying like just like kind of what you're saying Nick like what you've done in six months you could do anything if, if you have the right intention and the right and I, I don't really know I'm, I'm still trying to fucking work on it but it, it's very exciting to me I, I didn't actively do anything but I guess subconsciously 
I was well, you did. You took it. action. Well, if action works at all times, even if even if you don't know it's working. Oh, like, it's, it's always still, working. It's still going. Just just, just like now, you, know, you can put more intention into it, and you know, you see people use techniques like getting a gratitude rock that they put in their pocket. So every day they wake up and they put this gratitude rock in their pocket, and they're thankful for certain things. See, look at this. Look at this. See, Nick is literally pulling out a fucking Aha! Maria. Oh man. So and, it's it's hundred percent though. Like these are things Casino that chip. you need to do that will help you on your journey finding more positive outcomes in your life because that's how it always works. Like you look back twenty hindsight twenty twenty, you're like, man, I visualized that happening in my life and it actually yes. happened. It's almost like a deja vu moment. I have a good little story for you on that one. Uh, when I was doing freestyle motocross, I built a landing ramp out of a box van. So I cut the roof off of it. I cut it on an angle. I designed the whole thing, the bottom of it, like folded out and shit. There was pieces that slid in the sides. It was probably the third or fourth portable freestyle landing in the world. Um, at the time, a landing ramp out of a fucking van, out of a box van. And then I towed the takeoff <laughs> ramp behind it. Uh, but so. It went through like three transformations through the time I had it. It got bigger and it changed and this and that. And I found the original drawing of it on like a napkin or something oh, awesome. in some that's folders. Cool. Awesome. And it the drawing looked exactly like the final version. But it got done three times before it finally looked like that. And I was like, dude, wow. what the fuck? Like, this is exactly what it looks like now. The flux capacitor. That is it. Hey, because this is a drug podcast, and you went to Catholic school, uh, Maria. Did you ever hear about the Mona in the Bible being spoken of? The what? I'm sorry. The Mona, Mana, Mona. So before every miracle, no, no. Before every miracle Jesus performed, he he ate Mana or Mona. Everyone, it's M O N A. Yes. Yes. And so, it, it's very familiar. I can't yeah. like pinpoint it right so now, but before, the more you're talking about it, the more his first miracle performed was he turned water into wine at the wedding, and right. he he gave someone the mona. It says brew this, and you'll make wine. So actually, he made mushroom tea. So everyone was awesome. tripping at the wedding. I did that at your wedding? Oh and shit! Yeah, yeah, everyone did at my wedding. <laughs> <laughs> That's so, the problem. It, the, the Catholic Church and pretty much all religions they suppress so much information. Like the fact that we know that the Vatican has all of these hidden documents and miles and miles of library and information. The Library of Alexandria, it's right there, man. Because listen, if you could take uh, some of these mushrooms and talk to Jesus, your or God yourself. Are you going to go to church and donate your money after you just no. Right, exactly. If you can, yeah. like, travel the astral plane and, like, see the other dimensions, like, are you really going to tie 10% of your income yeah, to I don't think the so. church? Or like we were saying earlier, if you knew that all the answers are within, would you really spend all right. this time, money, and effort into it or, or trust people? or Do you guys meditate, anyone? I do. I can't. I, somebody teach can. me how you because can. I cannot you turn my can. brain off. You can. If but, I can... <laughs> You saw how long this podcast started? But Anybody you can, can. You can get to a state through deep meditation mm -hmm. that you could, taking mushrooms or acid, uh, yeah, honestly, ayahuasca. That's the level I'm at now, Nick, where that's kind of my message now is that all these technologies are amazing and they're great. And, and I'm not saying not to try them. But once again, the message is like it's within. You can totally do this. Like when I had the really hard trip with you, mm -hmm. the the I got a lot of downloads and a lot of messages that day. But the last one was like straight from God, like you idiot. You don't need to be in a cockroach-infested <laughs> apartment 
dying on a floor right now. You could have done this yourself at home. The most like amazing this. part was that was my my best ayahuasca journey. Oh, that was my second one, but that was one of the best experiences of my life, and that was one of your worst experiences of your life. Yeah, I mean, yeah. And my whole thing, I went in that with intention of wanting to know what my calling is in life, and it was to help people because I had to help them through that whole thing. And oh. I, it was fucking awesome. Wow. Cool. But isn't that the polarity of it all? Oh, yeah. 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 If you want to get into some, like, hermetic philosophy, which yeah. is, you know, the basis for mm-hmm. a great deal of what I think all the things that we're talking about that we believe in. The only thing I wanted to add, or add, excuse me, to the, sorry, my job's being annoying. Um, I just always thought that, like, everything is going to work out for me. Like, even when I was at my most anxious or, like, my most Do you know who Esther Hicks is? In the back of my mind, I knew that, and everything always worked out. Esther Hicks? Esther and Abraham Hicks? Do you ever heard of them? No. Write them down so you don't forget. So, everything's always working out for me. She has an affirmation meditation. Everything's always working out for me. Everything's always working out for me. And she repeats it over and over and over again. And she's huge in the law of attraction. Like, she gets a little... It gets a little crazy when you, you have open mind. She yeah. speaks as Abraham, but um, that's actually what got me. My court case dismissed was her book. I listened to it every day, like so five hundred times. The law of attraction for me is very. It's it's such a easier said than done. Oh yeah, dude. kind of conversation. Like you can say that you want to do this, but you it's it's more difficult to put it out there. And I and this is what I tell to people all the time because. As time goes on and more and more of these things come to light and come true that you've been believing or putting out into the world, the easier it is to buy into the law of attraction. That's kind of how, how it happened with me because Nick always preached this shit to me. It's from the second I met him, he's been telling me to like put this energy out into the world. And I always said it was bullshit. Like I started off like, yo, bro, like whatever, whatever. I didn't want to watch The Secret. I didn't want to watch these, these, read these books that he was putting in front of me. But then I started buying into it and then one thing would happen and then another thing would happen and it kind of builds your confidence in yourself and the, the actual Love. energy that you're putting out into the world that this is very <clears throat> real. Like now I'm back to the point where just like you said, I always feel like something's good. I'm always going to figure this out. Really. I'm going to step away for like, you You will keep going. Yeah. My dog has a stomach issue right now and he's telling me yesterday yeah. outside. So. You want us to pause yeah. or you want us to keep going? No, you all keep going. Yeah. So, so like you guys are rambling. Anyway. No, James, so what? What you're, what you're saying? Um, you like know, for example, my, my, neuro- my neurotic crazy ass is I overanalyze everything, and I know that it the law of attraction scares me from my negative talk, and yes. I gotta like, how do I get all this shit that I I knew? And, and I'm a master of the law of attraction, yet I'm not. <laughs> like I, you guys know, I gotta. I'm not gonna flex but like i've done shit that i'm like how the fuck and i know it's because these fucking stupid notebooks and me see you know and, and it's because of all that but what scares me when i i'm such a weirdo that when i really think of this shit it scares me it's like what about all the other stuff i brought on myself and uh i start fucking freaking out and that's why i don't like mass like it scares me i get actually scared sometimes of it um and i act like a little bitch because a lot of times i'm more worried about and i'm learning how to just like and i've been fucking doing this for a long fucking time, and I know it's real, but I still the negative talk and the the what ifs and all that. You I gotta train. You have to train your mind to turn it off, and that's what meditation and all this stuff is so important. But I'm just saying, like, that's why I get so scared of the law of attraction because I know it works both ways. It's not just like a a a, por- a, 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 a portal or a you know a magnet to it's a magnet to everything you want, but it's it's ev- it's anything you ask for, like good or bad. 
Absolutely. And that's the thing, though, because what I was just saying, it kind of ties right into that perfectly. Because if you really think about it, those, th those thoughts that you get are all because of things that you did in the past. Mm -hmm. It's never because of the things that you're trying to do or trying to accomplish. It's all the things from back in the day that you used to do or you've done before that kind of get in your head and make it harder for you to think in a positive light because you're like, ah, I've done this, that, and the other. I've always done this, that, and the other. And you have a hard time breaking that habit. Like, really think about it. But when you when you really want to accomplish something and you, you, you put something forward, like, for example, when I moved out to Vegas, like, I had no fucking idea what I was going to do. I had no job. I had no fucking house or apartment. That's what's amazing about you, though. And you just do it. Said, and you know it's going to be okay. Figure this shit the fuck out. Like, I got to get out of here. I'm going to go. Like, I didn't have a fuck ton of money in my pocket. I just stayed in an extended stay. And I figured it the fuck out. Because yeah. I, I knew I could you knew you do would. it. I knew you knew you would. I had to be. Like, I visualized it for so long that I have to go to Vegas. And I have to get a fresh start. And I wanted to get into the marijuana industry and do all of this stuff. And if you look at my goal board, it's really fucking wild. The whole reason why I wanted to start a YouTube channel. On my goal board, I have that I wanted to start a YouTube channel and a podcast, but I wanted it to be about weed, not about things that we're talking about right now. And that and, happens a lot, but too. Not, but it still could be about weed. Yeah, that happens a lot, too, man. It's just you got... You, it's, That's the thing. The journey is still unfolding. Yes. And the fact that I wanted to be and start a YouTube channel and start a podcast is actually happening. And I had it written on my goal board. Like, I have my goal book right over here. And you could see that I wanted to start a, a fucking podcast on my goal board. I've been talking about it forever. And, and you, yeah, and you, and you did it. Happen. Exactly. Same with me, man. And this motherfucker across from me is the reason why. Because I talk, 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 talk. I knew I was going to do it, but I finally did it. And, and we're all doing it. Uh, you know what's funny, James? I, I was I was smirking. And guys, if I smirk when you're talking, it's just because all of a sudden you guys spark okay. something yeah. that I don't want to cut you off. And I'm learning how to not cut off people in podcasting. So if you see me smirking or laughing, it's because I'm thinking about it. And I just... So you were talking about uh, karma, not karma, you were actually, were talking about karma, you didn't say the word, and you are saying about things coming up. So I remember I started hitting a little piece of uh, where I started learning about myself uh, around when I was 30 years old, about 10 years ago. And that's right when I opened my first bar, James, you were part of it, Nick was there and everyone. And uh, <laughs> I would, we'd, we'd open up in the morning and I'd you know, go to like, look at the bathrooms and clean them and, and a mirror would be thrown or smashed and, and everyone would be so upset and I'd just be smiling and, 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 and sweeping it into, the, into, into a pile and everyone's like, how are you not so upset? I'm like, oh, that's just karma for all the shit I did when I was 20. And they'd be like, wait, how? I'm like, oh, the guy ripped the paper towel off the dispenser. Like, oh, that's when I was 21-year-old fucking monster and did stupid shit. And I would just know, like, oh, here's my karma coming back at me. Like, when, when all this stupid shit that people would do it and my employees would be so upset and I was just like I got it at that point that whatever you put out there good or bad it's coming back man it's coming back so if you do if you do someone dirty you do something wrong you're it's gonna come back and it doesn't come back it comes do you back believe, do you believe in being with big karma like if you did a lot of bad shit but you did a lot of good shit too like karma canceling itself out yeah like, yeah uh, but you I still would, get it back so you still get the bad things back because that's like like I, like my intentions Nick you I don't want to. I want people to understand who are on the podcast, not inside jokes. But you and I always knew when we were young in our twenties, and we did things like we broke, we broke, we would love to break things, and we always say we're excited. We weren't like trying to hurt anyone. It was like we were so excited. We had fun. We were just boys and just That's smashing things and breaking things. So it was our attention was not like chaos and harm. I don't want to cause harm anymore. I just no. Like it was fun. Shit. I mean, maybe things people could have gotten hurt. They could have. Sure. Now you're older. You think about it. But we always say, we're just excited. Like when a cop would pull us over. I'm sorry, sir. We were just really excited. Because it was true. We were just like really having to like, 
this is more of a no carnival parking type podcast and we'll have nick on and we'll all go hard in the paint on all this stuff one day i want to try to keep on on target but you know what i'm saying like when you you put it out there and once again i wish maria was here for this it, intention intention when i first started drinking ayahuasca with shamans they talked about attention when i first started meditating before the ayahuasca they all and i went to all these crazy courses and classes they talked they spoke about intention it took my dumb brain so long to understand intention. Intention is so important. I didn't really get it. They didn't say intention a lot. They would say intent. And they would say it's intent, intent, intent. And they'd all say that. And I was like, I never understood. And now I fucking understand intention. And it seems like something so simple and so easy and little. But it's so important. And I believe that's with everything. Law of attraction. I believe that's the, that's the case with um, karma. And even with psychedelic, the main point of this topic today, psychedelics, uh, your intention. What are you going into it with? You know, I had, um, I worked with so many, my life was in shambles and I was, I was working with all kinds of uh, medicine people, shamans and all this and that. And they all kind of said the same thing is that, because uh, I never want to get, like, when I, when I was trying to figure out what to do and they'd say, you know, just, just be yourself, be sober, don't do anything. And I'd say, weed. And they'd say, you know, and then I get into these heavy arguments with them. And it could be a therapist, shop, like I said, it doesn't matter what modality they were in. And it always, I always get into this, break it down, this argument about weed and like mushrooms and stuff. And they would say, but you know what? Your intention and your intent with that is wrong. You know, you just crumple it up, smoke it, and you don't think. And I'd be like, yeah, fuck you. And then I started like really thinking back. And I'm like, you know what? They are so right. Like when I watch a shaman, let's just say, or somebody who, uh, grew the weed and the way they have the reverence and we just use marijuana as an example the reverence and how they're taking care of it and how much the love they have not just crumbling up throwing it into a bowl you can't even see you're smoking it you know that's intent and it took me so long for my thick head to understand okay that's a quick little thing of intent of how i was just even consuming cannabis wrong i was disrespecting it i was i was uh treating it with my intentions wrong it was just to get me high do you guys understand what i'm saying 100 yeah. percent you hear all these spiritual people talk about things that way and you know when you're a kid and you're younger you think that they're fucking nutcases you're like it's just a plant like why do you think this plant has feelings but there's back to studies there's studies of people putting two different plants in a corner one talking into it po super positively and the other one super negatively the one that was talked to super positively ruin was a great plant the one that got negative treatment died and withered away i hate you and they say horrible mean talk to it yeah yeah, and it's the same thing with literally anything like that in the spiritual realm that you're dealing with. Mm -hmm. uh, and, and consuming anything, though. But it's even like, think about it. Let's just play another little experiment with our with each other. Like, if you drink a beer and you're like, oh, uh, you know, um, you know, whatever. You passed the test. You got whatever. You're excited. Or you have that drink because you're, cause you're pissed off because your girl broke up with you or your guy broke You know what I mean? Like, it's, it's these simple things. You can look back and be like, holy shit. And all these, like, principles that... For me, it took a long time for me to understand what they really meant. Are so simple, you know. They're so simple, yet they ain't so important in your life. Maria, the dog goes okay. He is. He's just been sick for the last couple of days. Oh, worst. That's the worst. Poor puppy. Give him some oh. mushrooms. Oh, no, no, not too Right. Casual. Soup. We'll trip together. <laughs> <laughs> I took a shit ton of mushrooms lately, and it did nothing. Hmm. Really? Mm -hmm. I'm shocked um, that you I'm said so, that. I'm so scared of mushrooms. Every mushroom. Like, I only tripped, had one bad trip. Didn't mind. we talk about it? I like put it on my story. Yeah, you did talk about it. You, you were so excited. And I know. 
I had a really, I did acid and mushrooms in March on the same day, and it was wild. Oh, it was uh, good. That was, wait, was that your first trip? Yes. Together. You did both oh together your God. first time? I did acid in the beginning of the day, and then, then I did mushrooms. Did, nice. Like, wow. late night. That's a great way to jump nice. right into it. Fuck That's it. great. Really I cool. did end up in, like, the depth of my mind with, like, all the other versions of myself and what I imagine are the parallels laughing at me because it took me this long to wake up. It was it was a wild, wild experience. It probably set the bar a little high. Yeah. yeah. Well, I, I psychedelics are a really crazy thing because you, like we said earlier, you buy into all this propaganda of what you're told, like you turn into an art, you know, a glass of orange juice. You're like, the purple dragon story. The truck driver saw a purple dragon, jumped out of the truck. Like, you think your friends are going to kill you on a bachelor party? <laughs> all, yeah, <laughs> all these crazy, crazy stories. So when you, but when you finally take it for the first time, you go on this journey that you never expected. Because it's not, it's very hard to go into acid or any psychedelics with good intentions. Like I'm going to have a good time. Like based on what you've been taught your entire life, it's hard to take that first tab. For most people, at least, for the average, maybe Mike was a little different. Confused. Not me anymore. I'm so excited to do drugs now. <laughs> well, we're we're going but, to the know, but, but, but you're but 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 that see that's also something that's showing you like you're older. You got your head on your shoulder. That's that's where I feel like we're kind of in a in a in a in a wave, right? Where when we were younger, you're shamed. It was all bad. Now, I, and I love Joe Rogan, but you got the Joe Rogans basically telling you it's going to fix the world. And you got people right. out there, and they don't understand that. Okay, one, these people are a thirty or older, which I I I think thirty thirty is Definitely, if you could wait till your 30s to start psychedelics, amazing, amazing. It, most likely you can do it in your 20s, but if but that's like a, your brain needs to be developed. That's the first thing. I know it's not cool to hear that, and you want to do it at a rave and all that. But if you're really going to use these things as tools and technologies to propel yourself to the next level, that's the first thing I'd say is wait. You know, wait until you're old enough. Um, the other thing is, is that because of, like I said, I love Joe Rogan. I love Duncan Trussell. I love all the, even though I don't think Duncan does this as much. Um, it's very cool to do psychedelics now. And it's very, and I love the direction we're in, right? That you're not going to get as much trouble. When we were kids, if you got caught with a hit, if you got caught with a couple hits of Addison, they had mandatory minimums. You're fucked. Like that was real. Like you were going to jail. So it's cool that things are laxing. They're talking about it as medication, uh, medicines for PTSD and all that stuff. Love it. But people also need to understand that these need to be taken seriously as well and i you know i want it to be like i just would love for there to be a medium like right in between are they doing acid for ptsd not yet but they just they just announced somebody just announced that it's a stronger painkiller than morphine on a, on a microdose i've i've read something about it acid oh yeah yeah they're mi- people are microdosing for PTSD? Uh, no, for pain. And mushrooms. And, yeah, for that. Yeah, oh. yeah, yeah, yeah. Acid, acid microdosing supposedly is even better than mushroom microdosing. The problem is, you know, that's a very complex, not complex, but it's a very, not many people make it and the whole thing. But uh, Yeah, where the fuck do you get it? Exactly. And it's got to be made perfectly. Acid? Yeah. You know, acid was actually made here in New Jersey. Yeah. It's, uh, oh, really? About 10 minutes from here. Yeah. At Sandoz. For me, I just got presented with these kind of drugs really for the first time. And I don't know if that's just the universe bringing it to me when it thought I needed it. But, 100%. like, I had friends that did this type of stuff in the past. But literally, like, right before the quarantine, one of my friends, like, was like, I got cocaine, Molly, X, acid, and mushrooms. And I was like, can you ask your drug dealer to get me literally the same? And he was like, yeah. But, like, I've never had an opportunity to 
Yeah, it's a fucking before. party. I would like the uh, the buffet. Place. I'd like the, the quarantine cocktail, please. <laughs> so I did the same thing before because Nick's wedding was pretty. You know, not not too long ago. Nick got married. Was your recently. typical wedding? <laughs> it was, yeah, it wasn't your typical wedding. I went back to New Jersey. It was the last time I was back home, and Mike and and everybody. I've never done like I've only done acid and mushrooms. I've never really dabbled in any other serious like ayahuasca or DMT like these guys Nick and Mike have and I've always wanted to and Mike has been telling me to, to try DMT for a long time so I got my hands on some and it's sitting in my house and I'm waiting to do it for the proper time because I don't think it's the right time right now. You've been stuck at home what do you mean when's the right time? I have a bunch of acid for that. I have I have so much fucking acid. Oh, you have to get real and definitely want to edit that part out. I, I, I want to do. I want to. For me, for me personally, it's not even that. Like, I want to do DMT uh, with somebody because of the doing it together. It's because I don't want to come out of this amazing journey and have have no one to look to to talk to. Be like, even though I know we're going to go on different journeys, even though it's going to be a totally different experience for each of us. I don't want to be able to. I want to be able to have someone that I could talk to. Be like, holy fuck, that was crazy. Like, did well, you, your what? first time, James, you should have a sitter. You shouldn't have two yeah. people smoking at the same time. You should definitely have a sitter. The first time, if you've already waited this long, we're gonna have a sitter. Yeah, yeah. you do it. But what? Here's the thing. What if you do have a collective experience? Like I know you're saying, like oh, you I want to do it with somebody else. But my problem with all my drugs, I like have a stash of drugs right now with no one to do them with, and like nobody that's on my level. We'll do it through a, a Skype call. <laughs> <laughs> a Zoom, a Zoom. I could chime in you guys for Zoom, but you know, okay, I'm it's all coming full circle though. Again, guys, because um, law of attraction and and like when the student is ready, the teacher appears, and that is that fucking DMT, and that could be ayahuasca and all that stuff. And like, I can tell you guys a funny story. Like, I, I, uh, I wanted, I want, I'm so, I wanted, uh, I really want to try DMT. It used to be around me all the time, and I had no desire. I saw these kids doing it. I'm like, oh, gross. Like, I'm too old for this shit. What are they doing? And they were always doing it in this, this one band that I worked for. Everyone was doing DMT, and I was just like, it smelled weird. But nobody presented it to me. And then I learned about it. After I was done with the band, I learned about it. I'm like, oh, I had my hands. I could have got my hands on that anytime. I never did. I'm so pissed off. And I thought about it, thought about it, thought about it. And then it, present, it, it came one day, and it was, I was like, wow. I don't know if I, this is definitely, this is another level thing. And then years went by, and... James and, and other people really wanted to try it and I I just had it out there law of attraction in my mind in my mind I was in a, I was at a fish concert I'm in the parking lot I'm in the, the lot in, uh, in Camden I swear to God this man looks like Jesus he's way too old to even be there and he just walks right and we are packed in it's like what they call shakedown street where there's just uh, it looks like a, a, a carnival going on it's and, a great dead song and yeah, and like, yeah. And a guy uh, goes in my ear. And he's like, "Deems, deems, deems." And I look at him. I'm like, "Are you serious?" You, he goes, "Yeah." And I, I, boom, buy a buy a gram from him. It's amazing. He's gone. I didn't. And I, and it was like I literally just like law of attraction. Like I thought about it. Like, and you don't hear that getting yelled out. That's not like it's not like if you go to those shows. Yeah, you hear acid, Molly. You don't really hear DMT getting yelled out. It's one of those things that it will find you. And that fucking found me. Like thousands of people packed in. In this little shakedown street, and I, and I didn't. I think I've only blasted off on it like once. I literally got it. I don't have it anymore. It's not in my possession. It's gone. But I literally got it for my friends to experience. That's the batch that James is speaking of. Like I law of attraction that. Like, yeah, just it really, and it really happened that way. Like where it fell into my life, I was like, no fucking way. Like I literally have been thinking about this. I want to do this so fucking you didn't bad. Do it, yet? it just literally fell into my lap. Like 
by accident, not expecting it whatsoever. And Do it right now while we watch. <laughs> Do it on air. Do it on air. Yeah. When the student don't be ready. a pussy. Just do it. But it's but, so true. That's so true. That's that statement though. When the student is ready, the teacher appears. I, I was gonna actually say that to you, right? Yeah. I, it's it's a really it's a, it's something that I think everybody should experience at least once. I haven't done it yet, so I can't. Really speak <laughs> thank you might, God, thank what, God. God. The next day, he's like, "This is something that nobody should ever do." <laughs> he's like, "I was wrong." What? I have no idea what it's like, but I really think everyone should do it. But, yeah, absolutely. But. What I know about, like, from my experiences with other psychedelics, it's something that I know is like, and from people that I've, I talk to that have experienced, it's something that really opens your eyes to a different way of thinking, in my opinion, um, and kind of sheds light on things that can happen in your life and knowledge that you currently have that without doing it, I don't think you're going to have that come to moment. You can have it if you can meditate deep enough. Yeah, you can. You definitely can. Let's not discredit the power of within. Yeah. Because you don't need any foreign substance you to really, get to any certain level. They're you, great and they're amazing, but you really don't. Cheat I mean, code. Yeah. It's like a cheat code. Yeah. It's hundred percent cheat code. Like Kundalini yoga. That's some really hard. Med- if you meditate like three in the morning, like yes. just before that twilight, yes. you yes. have some when fucking bells, really yes. weird shit going on. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I gotta learn how to do that. I gotta fucking learn how. Once to again, do that. very hard. You lots of practice. Lots of. But, lot, but or you can not, just smoke when you wake up, though. You have to go to sleep and wake up and do yeah, it. Yeah, it's hard to go to bed and practice. It's not gonna oh, really? Time. Yeah, yeah. Breath work, all kinds of stuff you can do to get to these places. But then you're right. And then we have these technologies you could use, and boom, you could see stuff right away. So, you know, there's definitely time and place. How to meditate like that? Like, think of the average person. Everybody, especially in today's society, everybody's go 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 go. Like now we're in a, in a time where everybody's home, so it's a little different. But in normal times, it's nonstop work. Like people working sixty to eight hours a week. So not everybody has the time or wants to sit down and learn how to meditate oh, yeah. and learn how to get to that that moment in life through meditation. It's it's like yeah, but, it's yeah, but they, everyone washes their body. Everyone takes a shower. They find time for that. They gotta cleanse their mind. I understand that, but think of the average individual. Think about like think of outside yourself, like. Oh, it makes sense. Yeah. This world. It makes sense. We have these psychedelics that are so easy compared, especially for this world. I get it, um, but I'm just saying if you if you you can get to these states of states of consciousness without without plants and and drugs as well. So basically, it's like if you wanted to get in the shape and you really did just have to take one pill or test. Yeah, I mean it's <laughs> yes, yes and no because it's also not a magic pill. Though. That's what everyone needs to know too. It's not a magic pill. It's not. It's not always a magic pill. I mean, they're literally called magic mushrooms, Mike. <laughs> they are to some people. <laughs> they are magical. Um, I like mushrooms. I, they are my teacher, and I don't try to say bad trip, but the, I, I, I have really a hard time need. With them we've discovered time. I need mushrooms. Yeah, mushrooms are great for Apparently you. Apparently, my great for my me. vibration is too low. <laughs> Remember, didn't I send you that thing or I posted that thing? That the vibrations of food and uh, psychedelic mushrooms was super high. And I'm like, I must just have a low vibe. <laughs> I've just knocked some vibrations out from crashing so much. And now I'm like a little slower. I need to crank it up. I need to turn the idol up on this baby. I mean, yeah, man. I just think that people need to be careful. Nick, do you agree? You started early. With what? Psychedelics or drugs or everyone to call them. And realize I, that things were I like, was always a big drinker. So I started drinking early. I was working at a restaurant, so I would always drink at 14 years old with the old guys who bartended. Weed I didn't really like. I smoked weed a few times when I was younger. Um, oh, yeah. I think I told my mother the first time I smoked, too. 
It, it took just, me a while to like understand. I, I didn't and like weed. it. I got really paranoid. But it's like what I tell people: I smoked a fucking blunt with my friend walking around a blunt. Yeah. Of course, I was gonna trip. Like you I should have two trip. hits. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's like exactly. drinking a bottle of, of scotch yeah. or first, your first time, time drinking. I'm gonna get sick. So I was really resistant from it. But I really, <clears throat> I really liked ecstasy. Um, I think that was probably my favorite one, and I would much more mellow. <laughs> when do I take ecstasy? What you When is uh, the appropriate time? Never done. What do you mean? Anything. In terms of like? No, I've only done acid and mushrooms when I did them in March. That's if you could get pure play. mule rock like MDMA, yeah. I mean, nowadays isn't the hardest. During thing. during the daytime is a great time to trip too, like a Sunday afternoon. To be happy all day. Well, I wanted DMA and acid at the same time and candy for that. Yeah, the be, that's I've the best thing. That's one of the best thing. So yeah. The, yeah, that's the best thing in the world. MDMA, right. acid, K. My first time with MDMA was actually at Halloween party in in in, in the old place. Say Barney's. Did I give it that to no, you? No, don't say anything. But but Maria, he is right. Taking acid and ecstasy, you have to do it the right combination. You take the ecstasy. You take the uh, acid first, and then you wait. No, I'm yeah. Just and then fucking you, take it the same then you, time. No, then you wait like two or three hours, and then you take the ecstasy, and it is literally. I've had uh, three or four times in my life that were the most amazing times in my life. And then you said where or who to take it with. I need a drug buddy. That yeah, that really depends. Like I know, I love yeah. your enthusiasm about this. She's like, I'm going to try this, and I'm going to try that. You're in Tennessee. Wait, where are we? we like, yeah, yeah, I'm in Nashville. All right, I'll shoot down there real quick. I <laughs> one of my best friends lives in Nashville, actually. Ecstasy is MDMA. I mean, we really went on. We were rave kids. Like it was like literally like nothing that for was us. Our generation. Yeah, it was like. Remember the times that I'm old. Yeah, we overdid it. I think we overdid it. And I know way too many people that overdid it, but I mean, I not. I've times. never been to a rave. Oh my god! Hold on. I but did have, you die, Mike? So New Year's <laughs> Eve. New Year's <laughs> Eve. Me and Mike picked up a butt. Can I tell the story now? I mean, I, I guess. Fuck it, send it. <laughs> it's a, it's <laughs> alleged. So alleged, allegedly, we might have told the story. I think I picked up a bunch of pills and I needed to get them for a friend. He never picked them up for me, so I was stuck with like I don't know, like thirty pills. Uh, and then, um, this is so bad. It's going on, you know, but fuck it. So I took one. Mike took one. Then we split a half. Then someone else wanted a half. I had another half. I gave Mike a half. Ooh. And we, I honestly, I think we were up to like nine hits. I think before, we took close to yeah. before like eleven. Before the, the ball, the ball dropped, dropping. We were mongoloids. We couldn't even. <laughs> That's so offensive. How long does it take to kick in? About a half hour, 30 40 to 40 minutes. And then, so you're just uh, like popping them. So it was a half hour. We, yeah, we got pulled out. Yeah. Like our friends we, were, we, were like, we you need to leave now. We like, were like, yeah. <laughs> and we were promoters of the party. So people kept coming in like, oh, we're under his list, under his they, list. People they were trying to hug us like, and say hello. Wow. And, and then we had people, like our good friends were like, you got to get him like, the fuck yeah, out Before here. midnight, you got you two need to leave. Like we were sitting on the couch together just like... <laughs> and then the party continued. We were back to the hotel room. Yeah, like fucking warriors. Yeah, I just found some of those pictures. It was that that morning was not fun. That week what was year not was fun. this? Uh, a while ago. This is like okay, sorry. At least this is, fifteen years ago. Yeah, I was in my twenties. <laughs> yeah, but it was. Uh, Guess see, that's not doing it res- responsibly at all. No, that is <laughs> that not. is like all the stuff that. But that's I would how love you die because that was before people started cutting shit and like. I'm sure oh they yeah, that was a fentanyl then. era. Like we but were, it, it was like the real deal. Like it was pure MDMA. Um, there was no like there, there was always scumbag drug dealers out there, but it was more about the experience than about making money for them. You know, because it was a legit business back then. They want to repeat business. Nowadays, they just want to make money. Well, they have the China Super Labs, especially, which is crazy. The China, the Chinese Super Labs are what's fucking things up big time. Which it's also bringing back drugs that people haven't had in a while. 
but it's also like, you know I, I yeah. don't think that's hey, coming. Quaaludes. I don't think that's uh, coming back. Hey, can we do mescaline by you, uh, James, out in the desert? Yeah, we can absolutely do that. Come out here. Right. Let's have some hey, we're going to Sedona in October to do drugs, so everyone's yeah. welcome. That's amazing. <laughs> um, and then we're really? gonna try to do a live audience show as well. So uh, okay, um, you, yeah, I'm gonna start vlogging next month. You guys got to be careful about. Okay, I love this. It's on my list, Sedona, and you guys want to do all this stuff. Okay. Been to Sedona many times. I would love to retire there someday. It's an amazing, crazy, beautiful place. Uh, that place, for real, for real, has vortexes. It has energy that you're not gonna. It's got, it's got things in the mountains that you could see that were like, you know, chiefs' faces that have like carved into the mountains. Like you know, have you ever seen that Thailand of the elephant in the side of the the the? You ever all seen right, those? the giants. Yeah, you're gonna see all kinds of stuff where you're like, and you're gonna feel things. If you're open, that are crazy. So you got to be really careful, guys, taking uh, especially like DMT in these portals. Come out to Sedona. You can be our guy. Yeah, I mean, and there are some uh, there are some guys there too. I might be able. To, I could hook you up. There's a, there's quite a few shamans out there that are that are the real deal. Uh, I would love to come out there and 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 help you guys out with that. But um, I did a bunch of ceremonies there that were just like chanting ceremonies, and they were powerful, like just chanting uh, music. You know, drums and 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 with some uh, natives. You not think it's just being powerful. outside in the no. surroundings of nature? You think that adds to it? I think. Oh, of course, it's if, yeah, right. it, but it the, does. But the music, these these moments. Well, yeah, that stuff too. But I mean, I think that even just being out being, there alone. Uh, oh, you mean sober? Not mixing well, anything. just the landscape. Yeah. You know oh, yeah. what's so, around yeah. you and um, the you energy know. from from Mother Earth. I think in that area, it's it's, just, it's crazy. Yeah. Guys. Well, it's we've pavemented it over. No, but he's talking Sedona. Like in yeah. Sedona, where you like hold, you'll hold certain rocks, you'll sit on certain rocks, you'll meditate on certain rock uh, uh, formations that you will feel vibrate. What are you talking about, Arizona? In Sedona, yeah, Arizona. Yeah. There's a healing frequency found in nature, mostly found like from the trees and everything in the forest. But I'm sure the rocks and everything out there also put up a frequency. Well, the trees give off energy as well. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Guys, um, take note of this. Take note of the trees in Sedona by the vortexes. They will actually be twisted. They're I've actually seen the picture so twisted. Far. Yep. I'm so jealous. So do you I'm going to be turning it? 40 in October. I, I might have to meet you. I've never been. Right I'm there? so excited. Oh, man. And it's actually, like, me and Marie have done a, a bunch of shows together at this point already. That's but it's awesome. actually the first time we're meeting in person. So it's going to be a blast. Oh, you, um, oh you, James, you're going out there? It's so amazing. That's what I, are you listening to anything that I said? Yeah, I am that. But, James, I, I know you're going out there. It's a four-hour drive, dude. I'm driving right down. When is this? In October, we don't have an exact... October 22 through 25 is when I'll be there. Man, I want to go. It's like a long weekend. We can pull that off, I think. And I could, I, and I can get my it's the Red Pill Roadshow. We should all go. Yeah, Nick, Except come. I'll be come. in Cognito. It's going gonna, it's gonna to be a blast. Um, I'm really excited. Okay. We're going to do a live show. Uh, not a live show, but a live audience show. And probably have some people there that are, that are listeners, um, which is going to be a lot of fun. But back to what we were talking about earlier and the universe and synchronicities, because it kind of comes all full circle. It's I didn't it's, get to talk about that yet. It's really fucking wild to me that Maria was introduced to me only about a month, two months ago, and I don't think that was by accident. I truly believe the universe put us together for no a reason and introduced uh, our networks together for a reason, because everything that we've done together has been firework like our episodes have gotten great responses people are loving the work that we're doing together and i don't i, I truly believe that it was the universe that put us to get put put us in this situation 
to build something together. It's fucking wild. It's really everyone I've had on my podcast so far in the last month. I mean, really, you're giving us more credit than we're than we're due because I think we've really known each other for like five or six weeks. Because it's right around the time when I started my podcast. But that's something I'm manifesting to talk about manifesting. I got eighteen thousand downloads on that thing today. So on one podcast, my own horn. Absolutely, no. It's an accomplishment. Absolutely, like people don't realize that you know we're doing this and we're making these putting out this content not just to inform people um it, it does take a lot of work like it's not something that is done you can just pick up your phone and start doing this it's it's something we put a lot of work into um so it's really but I, an amazing i think we were meant to be together oh yeah i know meant to be brought together I th oh i truly believe that like look at all the work that we've been doing and just even our group chat and the the collective thought and the, the just the information that we're all putting out there together and, and disseminating together, I think that's very, What's very What's funny is you guys started at the same time we started, pretty much. Yeah, pretty you started at the same time we started. Yeah. We hit episode 17 at the same fucking time. Like, we did, Nick, we did our episode 17. Yeah. And then we did yeah. Down the Rabbit Hole episode 17. And then I joined her in Red Pill Babe. Shout out Red Bella Red Pill Babe. Uh, she came on and we did Maria's episode 17. It was literally in a three-day time frame. It was fucking unbelievable that we all did this it. This is time. 13. 13? But we had another one before we started this one. No Carnival Parking, which is basically the club's okay. podcast now. So everyone's kind of like, all of our, 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 our network is kind of doing the same thing. Do you have any other friends, Maria, that are kind of on the same page as you? In real life? Yeah. By no means. No means? No means at all. Uh, my mom, my best friend, and my siblings know about my account, but like I just told my best friend and my siblings about it. They don't understand it. They think I'm so strange. Like I was bragging to my brother over the weekend, like he's starting to get into this stuff and he doesn't take any advice from me and like doesn't look into like we just have this like sibling rivalry like this but i was like telling him about my podcast i was like i've had a lot of downloads like you should listen to it and he was like well where do you even have it like one of those weird patriotic apps and i was like no asshole it's on fucking apple like you can download it <laughs> <Yeah>. yourself <laughs> so no i my internet friends are are truly my only friends right now well, Nick was that guy. Nick was like your brother. Like I remember because I've been telling Nick about this stuff for years, and he always like, yeah, that's that's cool. Kind of like, all right, I'll believe it when I see it, kind of thing. And Which Epstein stuff? happened, and Nick called. Nick was the first person to call me up. He's like, bro, tell me everything. Oh, like, the conspiracy shit, huh? The conspiracy stuff. Yeah, uh, all conspiracy. the conspiracy stuff. Because they. Oh, but I mean, and this stuff, like this esoteric yeah. kind of. I can't talk to this anybody. Oh, that about stuff. This kind of stuff I, I, either. Yeah, I'm always into that. Yeah, Nick is yeah. Nick, Nick's the one who got me into that. But when it came to pedophiles, maybe I don't pay attention to it for the simple fact that I don't want to attract any of that into my life because what, where energy goes, attention flows, or where energy flows, attention goes, and then you then you start seeing more of it in your life, and then I don't want to attract any of that into my yeah. reality. Yeah, no, it's I'm, a I'm tough, not. It's I'm not going to. I'm not going to ignore it, you know. But I'm just not going to inundate myself with it. Well, it's a slippery slope because just what we were talking about, you know, you, what you focus on and what you're feeling inside is what you manifest in the world. And when you're focusing on all of this negative energy, it's it's very tough to keep your mind and your body in a in a positive state of state of mind. It's not easy. Well, it, gratitude, a gratitude yeah. list, an affirmation list, and that's the only way to do it. 
It's well, really, I, that's what I do every day. I don't know about you, Maria, but every day I literally I'm sitting here. I'm thankful, thankful that people want to hear what we have to say, and thankful for the work that we're putting in, and and all these people that are reaching out and sending all these amazing messages. You you posted a couple today on your story, and those are things that literally make my day and want me to work even harder. Um, people like that, and it's really really cool, and that's the way that we keep this positive mentality, and we're able to push through all this negative nonsense. Know what I do just to get back onto the drug subject, being that's what the topic is today, is um, do you go to Catholic school, Clint? No, nothing. Maria, you did right. For whatever reason, I always watch like Jesus documentaries or religious documentaries when I get fucked up. I don't know why. No, no? I, I, I am not self-sabotaging like that whatsoever. That is, and I just thing. What'd you say? You didn't go to Catholic school. I did as a kid. Yeah, I did. Oh, as a little oh, you elementary. Yeah, I went up Catholic? to second grade. I threw an apple at my nun and I left. They wanted to keep <laughs> through me what grade? Up, up until second grade. Oh, so it was short. Okay, that doesn't really count. Like I went through high school. Like yeah, but I did, I did CCD Catholic confirmation, all that same bullshit. But but it's my, different than going to Catholic so, school. I'm, I I, get, I don't even know what public school is like. Like never really? been there, never done that. It's so intriguing to not have to wear a uniform. When I get I got to college and I had no idea what to do. Um, like Jesus documentaries. About it. Like, I think you literally might be the only person who gets fucked up and watches Jesus. Hey, I was, I I've seen something today where they were, they were talking about somebody was uh, taken over and there was they were doing an exorcist on them, and they kept saying, "Oh, Jesus, this and Jesus that," and I'm like, the "Isn't that just it? made up, like the priest?" But isn't that just like wouldn't it, wouldn't you? Wouldn't they be afraid of God, not Jesus? Yeah, they're like, oh, his son? Oh, no, his son. Don't send his <laughs> son after me. Like, what the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> I, I just get into Religion shows. is such a tubby, touchy sub subject, and we talked about it on the show earlier uh, with Maria, that they hijacked religion to use to, to hide information from us. They're almost like Fear, crypt keepers. Yeah. And, and it, to put us in a state of mind to think all this stuff that we're talking about today like Maria said, is, is bad, it's evil, it's satanic. And in reality, I think it's what we're supposed to know. It's the information that we're supposed to have. And religion demonizes it for whatever reason. Yeah, I, I don't know why I want to watch that shit. I just dissect it and, and keep on trying to get to the root of what it is they're trying to... What message is God trying to get through to me? Like... Jesus, like the, but don't you think like not, not institutional religion is like a psyop like that? Like, it's just it's just weird why I make that connection. And I'm also like watching documentaries on JFK and shit too. Like, it's not just all about right. What is like? Do you like have a hard pass on a drug? Like uh, what I wouldn't that? do. Yeah, like something I would never do. Heroin. Well, you know, Marie. Like, I think some of those things. I'm. If you're asking an opinion, I think psychedelics are different than like you know the powders and the meth and all that stuff like there are definitely some psychedelics you won't want to do um i doubt that you would even think about them like um they call them the devil's trumpet i forget the actual name of the flower i've had many shamans say never smoke it and it came up uh on my page one of the some somebody i follow did you smoke it? uh no i won't uh, the people that told me not to i totally trust and i've read up on it no but so um I would say if you were asking the question like for yourself or just for Nick, but for no, I'm just kind of like pulling the class. I have a weird thing. Like I don't I believe in addiction, 
And so I would like to do heroin and prove to the world that you could break the addiction from it. I'm not saying I would ever do it. No, that's terrible advice. And exactly. Don't do it. Don't take my advice. However, I truly feel that I don't believe in addiction. I just personally don't. You know, and I think heroin is one of the most addicting things in the world. And as, as to give someone hope to show it's possible, that's why I would do it. That's another thing that I remember from being young. And it maybe it's just a my mom thing, but my mom used to tell my brother and I that like our dad had like a, we weren't gonna get an addictive personality, so like we couldn't dabble with drugs because like just doing it one time like would make us do it forever. Did it work? Yeah, and I didn't do shit till literally Last recently. Week. And what about your <laughs> your sibling? Oh, my brother. Um, no, he smoked weed in high school too, not as young as I did, and but he just can't get his shit together. He's a uh, like a poor me type situation. That's sometimes. very interesting because I always wonder like what to do with my children someday. What what route to tell them to go? Um, See, so, as much as I like hate Catholicism and like Catholic school and all that stuff, some of the things that like came out as a result, like I could have been a really big slut, but like I wasn't. So like that's nice. You know what I mean? Like the Catholic Catholics did yeah, that, your, your but at the same time, too. like I wish I'd done acid a long, a long time. <laughs> I always viewed institutionalized religion almost as like uh, a book of, of morals, a book of, a book of way, a way to live your life uh, in a in a healthy way without being a piece of shit. Because um, I'll tell you right now, Catholic school didn't really work on me because I'm still a piece of shit. Um, <laughs> no, you're not. But um, huh? You're not. Good job, did you say? Actually, you're not. Hear. You're not. And I went to Catholic school too. You're not a piece of shit. We know. No, real, no, I'm not a piece. I'm just joking. We know a real just, piece of shit. You're not. A, you're actually but, a great person. But 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 at the, at the same time, at the same time, think about when institutionalized religion really became a thing. What was there to do? There was no like they wanted to congregate together and hang out with each other, and they all wanted to have. They still had groupthink. They all still wanted. They like, still had the same human instincts that they wanted to be a part of something. Yeah. So this is what created. They created this institutionalized religion so they could all be a part of something. Right? And scare people into not fucking their neighbor's wife and killing other people. Well, didn't they have some kind of religion before? They were just pagans or something, right? Yeah. Well, if you if you look into the actual story, it, it, it's an old Egyptian god Horus. Is where the same. It's the same story. With it's set. And, oh yeah. Set man, all that stuff comes. Yeah. All those. It's the same story. It's the same story repeated. So, I have a great book I'm reading. It's on my profile. I have something uh, a safe story called Book Club. But it's called The Occult Conspiracy. Okay. And it talks about all those um, idols and, and how far back they go and how the the basis for most modern religions. But look on my profile. Did you ever see Zeitgeist? Or the Zeitgeist? Yeah. Have you seen that? Yeah, I found that story out. It was the documentary Zeitgeist. They got one on there about religion. It's pretty interesting. It's really the first one. It's about it's about yeah. religion and nine eleven and money. But uh, no, I, I, it's really wild to see how psychedelics is like you said earlier, Mike, has come to almost become pop culture again, like it was in the early sixties and seventies. It's very cool, but I also think it needs to be taken with some caution for sure. And just people need to understand: one, they're not they're not cure alls. They're definitely not cure alls. Um, and uh, just can't be taken lightly um but it's very cool that at least they're not demonized that's that's a really cool thing do you give some of the credit to um this resurgent psychedelics to people like joe rogan i, I really think joe rogan had the he, he's got probably a, the biggest yeah. yeah he probably is the person in my, my opinion that made it uh 
cool. Well, not cool, but it's accepted. Accepted, yeah. Accepted, yeah. Success. It's like okay to talk about it because it's like a. It, not only did we have like the bad connotation, I feel like nobody ever really talked about it either. I think no. this this course on anything and all these topics, things like we're doing right now, I think is a really good thing. Like you, you watch all these. I, I actually started watching the show Black Mirror, and one of the episodes, the, the little girl is censored from everything bad, and then she grows up, and because she was censored from everything bad, she started. She wanted to do it even more. Oh yeah. And I that really, you know, is 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 real. I think that happens all the time with a lot of people. They're sheltered. And their parents hide them from things. And when they get older and they actually find out what it is, they're like, oh, I got to try it. Like, why did my parents not want me to do this? That's um, Maria right now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but she No, I'm just like an adult. And I'm like, I can do whatever the fuck I want now. So it's time. <laughs> I mean, that's, that's the, the way you're doing it. Though, I'm going to do this cocaine. Way. Fucking third. Yeah, I, mean, <laughs> I don't know about, but the psychedelics and stuff for sure if you can control yourself i no, think anything is fine but it's people get uh you know clint i agree I, I, if alcohol is legal in my opinion i know this is controversial. If, if alcohol is is allowed to be legal which i agree with then everything should be legal everything i agree you just have to put stipulations on it so you make the same laws that you have now that if you're over the legal limit and it's oh yeah marijuana or acid or you, you you can't operate a vehicle or you can't do certain things and you can still make it something that you can Unless it's use at home and, and not have to beneficial properties well, if, you, if you think about it and how drugs are demonized and criminalized like the fact that marijuana is schedule one narcotic um, that's wild it's yeah. fucking wild um but you think about this if you take marijuana out of the black market drugs <laughs> There is not a big enough black market for them to have things like the DEA and things like that. Because You're right. think about how many heroin users are actually in this world, in this country. There's probably only a, a hundred thousand oh, plus. Higher than lately. Now, now maybe so. Nine, now maybe so because of the pill. Uh, I was going to say, are we including that too, or no? No, just straight heroin. Just straight heroin. Just no. black market heroin. Because most of the time, the pills are sourced. From a doctor, and then that the guy who got them from the doctor is selling them yeah. on the street. Um, but just black market criminal, because you know pills you can get pulled over with a, a bottle of pills if you has your name on it. You're not going to jail. You're, there's no need for a DEA. Just you know things that are on the black market. If you remove weed from that, there's not a, a big enough black market for them to justify having all of these things, these privatized prisons, yeah. all of these things that are going on. Um, because the black market is just not there. Like, the think DA would just flood the marketplace with more cocaine and heroin, like they did in the eighties and nineties. I mean, if you took away, if if drugs became fully legal, you would definitely. A lot of people will lose jobs for sure. Yeah, but they need to. Well, I mean, because you you can't have like there will always be a bunch of fucking idiots that ruin it for yeah. everyone. Yes, you can't. They're gonna do it anyway. It's it's it's, well, that's, it's yeah, an that's analogy. It's like we have speed limits. We have speed limits on the road. How many people don't follow the fucking speed limit? Everybody. Well, the speed limit's really a block grant from the federal government to circumvent state rights in order to get the state to do what they want. That's a All right, big shot player. Sorry. <laughs> but uh, no, but at the same time, though, like, there's speed limits. I'm doing a fucking 120 down the road on my way out to Vegas when I moved out here the whole way. I was flying. I, I say people are going to just do, they're going to do drugs anyway, and if you legalize oh, them, at least people are doing, and there's a couple of solutions. One, the government can tax the fuck out of it, um, and the other thing is, 
a big the big negative part now i'm just speaking on like drugs like cocaine heroin all that the the, the part that's horrible is that most of the time people are not getting what they wanted if they actually got the pure version of whatever they got they most a lot of the other horrible side effects would probably not be there so it would it would solve a lot um you would also get rid of a big 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 section of uh of violence and and all that stuff i mean it would solve so many problems and it's like we consume so many drugs to me it seems like such a simple solution but it seems so crazy you say that i've said that so many times that like i don't get into politics at all but i've thrown that out in family gatherings that i would legalize all drugs and people go fucking berserk you can't, they can't handle it no but it, to me it's just such a simple well, thing. alcohol is legal if alcohol it, to me if alcohol is can't, legal everything should be legal. people can't be um trusted with themselves mike we have to watch out for you Think about it. If you can't keep drugs yeah, out of a, still there. A, a federal <laughs> prison, one of the most secure prisons in the world, exactly. you can't keep drugs that are a free society, it's impossible. It's literally impossible, and the drug war is a war on people. Why are, drug, why why are drugs illegal anyway? Huh? Why are drugs illegal anyway? So they can sell them. It's the, still, it's the government church theory. They're keeping you from yourself. That They're making the things that break the matrix illegal. I know this might not be popular opinion, but I actually think they were put into place for uh, sy- systemic racism. What? Well, really, it's, it's the two-party really party system is all about conflict at every single level. So, like, conflict in race, conflict in religion. Like, they want people to always be in conflict. So, yes, yeah. what you're saying about drugs is correct. Yeah, that's true. Well, if you look at the crack, the, the crack getting pumped into, you know, South, South California, Southern California in the 80s, that's a perfect example. You know, we know the CIA was involved. We know that Gary Webb blew the whistle on it, and he was he got murdered for it, even though it was a suicide. Like we know this stuff happened, so to sit here and say that it wasn't done for that specific reason is a bold-faced lie. Well, so then they, of course, drugs are illegal. If drugs were legal and you could buy them through legal routes, how are they going to sell it, make all the money, and then arrest you and make more money? Well. But it's all, I mean, it's a whole, it's all systems within systems within yes. systems. Because it's all, it all eventually goes back to the pork. Mm-hmm. And, but it's, you know, the crime makes the criminal, makes the lawyer, makes the judge, makes the, I mean, it's all matrixes within matrixes. Yeah. Yeah. But if you, if you go back to the original reason why they made marijuana illegal, because prior to marijuana being illegal, it was everywhere. They sold it as mm-hmm. medicine, like, was just like common. Hemp was the number one crop made in our country at the time. And yeah. Harry Anslinger is really the reason why uh, we have a lot of these these propaganda pieces that use like the gateway theory to step in, you know, uh, and all and how it was bad. It, the reason why they made it illegal is one of the things that they said it was black, uh, blacks and Mexicans, Mexicans were raping white, white, white women. Now. They were like, this is one of the things that he said to people, and this is what he put in Reefer Madness. He was the one who produced Reefer Madness. And Great Harry Kinslinger was very close to a guy <laughs> who uh, owned a newspaper and was and running a paper mill. And they he didn't have access to making paper from hemp, so he wanted to make money from his actual paper that he was making and also from cotton. And the cotton mills, they couldn't make money from cotton when hemp was so easily and readily available. Well, the paper deal, he wasn't worried about paper until they came up with the decorticator and it actually was able to process 
the hemp uh, efficient enough that it would give paper a run for its money. And then he was like, fuck this. Mexicans and Negroes are raping people. (laughs) So crazy, man. I think that's the same thing they do with crack in the 80s, man. No, for sure. Same yeah. shit. Yeah. Like, white people will get caught with it at a disco and, like, oh, it's just the 80s. But well, they're, they're like, it's cocaine. Started, yeah, exactly. And a black person smokes and they go to jail forever. It's crazy. It is. The oh, man. Job. It's actually worse. Is it now? I would assume it's been stepped on again, right? Yeah. Did that not make it, wor- le- like, less good? That's like, an that interesting that rabbit hole. <laughs> Have you ever gone down that rabbit hole, uh, Maria, about, um, like, the South Central Freeway Ricky Ross, crack cocaine, all that. As a lawyer, you'll find that very interesting. I know that, like, very kind of generally. I, I don't know it probably as specifically as you might want me to, like, speak of it. But, I mean, it's I see that kind of stuff all the time. It, it's the people that are in jail right now, like, so many of our prisons could be cleaned out yeah. for the most mundane of marijuana offenses. Yeah. Um, but, but it's all a caste system in, mm-hmm. in certain different ways. Well, how did they? How did um, sex offenders and whatever get released for COVID and yep. not yeah, fucking yeah. marijuana cases? Like, yeah. what the fuck are we doing here? It's actually there were like first first degree murder attempts. Yeah, that like, were getting released, and <laughs> I was just like, this is the biggest fucking psyop in the entire world. Live in a clown world. Like, I, I don't know how people don't see this. Like, it's the craziest fucking thing ever. Marijuana kills people, James. I think people are waking up. I really got to credit. Once. I do believe people are waking up. I do think so. People mm-hmm. still demonize you. People still think it makes you lazy. It, oh, it, yeah. such a negative view on marijuana. And it's not just boomers. It's not just the older heads. It's still people in our generation just because they were indoctrinated through, you know, religion in school and things like that. Because we were the last generation of dare. Like, I, my generation was like the last generation. How old are you? I'll be 32 next week. We were like 31. the first. Yeah. I feel, like it was like I, I feel like I went to like the first <laughs> dare <laughs> thing in my whole school system. I feel like I'm, How old are you? <laughs> 40. I'll be 41 October. Like a test. I don't think I had dare. I remember it so. Yeah, you're are you a Scorpio or a Libra? I'm a Taurus. I'm a Libra. Scorpio. I thought they were all cusp. Libras for a second. I was he's like, on the cusp. I'm a Scorpio, too. You're on the cusp, I, Libra, Libra's right plague me. Cusp. Of what, though? I'm on the cusp of the next one, because I'm 24th. Ooh, I'm the 21st. Oh, no. You're October? Yeah. No, you're not on the cusp, right? I'm pretty sure that's the last day of Scorpio. Last day of Scorpio is my birthday, the 21st of November. Okay, then it's the first day. That's what I'm saying. I think you're close. <laughs> you, you also are the... Okay. Oh, I'm the Libra on the cusp. cusp of yeah, yeah, that's what I'm are. saying. I think he's more like... November 23rd. Yeah, I think he's on the cusp of being a Libra also. That's what I thought. I don't Sorry know. to disappoint you. You guys fuck with some astrology? A little bit, yeah. Is I mean, there a new sign? I'm sorry? Is there a new sign that just came out? Oh, no. I don't believe in that. No. Because it affects sign? me and I'm the true Scorpio, so no. <laughs> Well, law of attraction, how about this for law of attraction? If you read your horoscope and you truly believe in the horoscope, then you're going to attract and manifest what your horoscope says to you. So that's Correct. why I really don't read my I mean, that's horoscopes. true for anything. I just have somebody write me positive horoscopes every day, and then I just <laughs> I think I'm really Do you guys read all the horoscopes or just yours? I'm really into, like, 
doing your birth chart right now and finding out what your rising sign is and your moon and, and like that's all the way to do that's it that's the real thing you can't look in the fucking damn yeah, news exactly. right in Sedona they're some of the best in the world I have some uh, I have some people out there too I can hook you guys up with some of the best if you have like your 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 the time you were born and all that they will nail oh, you and I have followers that slide into my DMs and do my birth chart all the time and I was crying I literally I'm it's fucked up. Water sign, so I cry all the time. But uh, no, I cried yesterday. This person was doing it. Just like literally, they're like looking at something. They're like, you have a lot of conflict with like this member of your family, don't you? And I was just like, hold the phone. Like, it's amazing. They can get, chart. with that chart, they can get in there. Like, and people go with bullshit. And I'm like, yo, if you go to the actual day you were born and everything, I'm mm-hmm. like, it's kind of fucked up if you read what's written. Because we... Right. Uh, my ex and I sat there and read the whole thing because she's did my whole chart and then read everything and I was like, a lot of that's pretty fucking spot on. <laughs> pretty fucking close. My client did it for me and she was pretty spot on. And Mike Cardone is very close to my birthday and he she nailed both of us. I never did it. I never did it. I have, I have no fucking idea. Oh, I'll I'll give you a website to go to and it will rock your world. Yeah. And then you do the relationship ones. Where you compare the, uh, I have a, a wild website for that as well. Did you just break up with the person immediately? You're like, this is never gonna fucking work. No, I, I just found out about it, so I did the people like, I've been married before, so I, I did like my ex husband, I did somebody else, and I was just like, Jesus Christ, why didn't I know about this ten years ago? <laughs> it's it's real interesting stuff. I love that, I, and I I truly believe in it. I, I I feel like it's one of those things that you can't deny. You guys all have, like, except James, have had experiences with it. I mean, it's like undeniable. It's not like the daily news, like you're saying. Yes, they just write those little things. But when well, you that's because that's across the whole sign. That's thirty days. Yeah. Everything. And everyone, your rising sign changes every two hours. But one of the most like pro- profound experiences I've had in December, I was in Banff, and I talk about this all the time, but I got to share it again. Uh, and we, that's in Alberta, Canada in the national forest and my friend and I were out in this place where there was absolutely no artificial light and we're sitting there and we're having this like moment with the stars and if you've never seen it like that the start the sky is not black at all it looks like glitter is in the sky with all the stars involved and so then you think about all the people way back in the day when we were taught you know that studied the stars and astronomy and astrology and all these different things all the stories we heard that these are the reasons why these things are satanic. But if you look at the sky, like how could you not believe in that kind of stuff if you that's what you saw every single day? I don't know. If you've never been anywhere to see the sky like that, you need to go somewhere immediately because it was a I, I believe that was Rob internal experience. Yeah, that's a really when you when you guys go to Sedona, you'll see it. You see the Milky Way. That takes your breath away and you feel this connection and I feel like that's another thing that we've been robbed of the light pollution. Because we're heading another way as people, we're really off track that, here. Well, yeah, that, <laughs> that contact that you get though, when you when you are out in the middle of nowhere and you could see this the the, the skies like that, there is a man. That is the that's the well, example. Like when I moved out here, we grew up in New York City, and I you know when you go on vacation, you go to tropical islands, you go to California, you know you go to these places that you can go and have fun, and you don't think about going to the middle of the country like Utah and places like this. And when you see how amazing nature actually is because you don't you don't people from the east coast from new york and our area we don't have mountains like they do out in the west like it's it's so unbelievable to see and breathtaking that you can't explain it to somebody unless you see it and it's the same thing with the stars like you see these things and you're like holy shit this is fucking wild 
Um, I got lucky enough traveling to ride. I basically got to drive across the whole U.S. a bunch of times. And uh, I tell people all the time people want to travel. And I'm like, dude, there's so much good stuff in the United States you could go to. Like, Europe is great. I agree. But if you're on a budget, you could go to most of the states and go see something super rad. Like, and even... I thought Idaho was going to be potato fields, Idaho dude. Is not, I had fun oh, Idaho is not <laughs> fucking potato <laughs> fields. There, it yeah. is gnarly mountains everywhere. Like, I didn't know that. Um, and half of the country, more than half the country is like that. You're driving across this crazy-ass landscape. And, um, you know, the, the the culture is just a little bit different. Like, yeah. you go to New Mexico or wherever, everything's a little bit different. And there's enough stuff in the United States to... I love traveling in the U.S. Yeah, I agree with that statement. It's amazing. I'm about to go on a 10-day road trip with my best friend through Colorado, Wyoming, Montana. So I'm excited to that. I've never been out into those type of places in any sort of road trip scenario. You're going to love it. Why don't you go to Detroit, Portland, and Chicago? <laughs> Detroit is... <laughs> I mean, maybe. Not oh, I'm also obsessed with like the show Yellowstone right now, so I just gotta go see that stuff. Yellowstone's another planet, is it? Yes. Does it feel like that? Yes. Cool. My I'm going there for four days. By the National Park. Yeah. To watch Yellowstone. I heard it was really good. But I've, I, I mean, Utah. I, I thought the Rockies was going to be the coolest place I've ever been in the country. Like going on the trip across country. If you've never been on a trip across country or experienced the middle of the U.S. flyover country. You're missing the fuck out. Well, some it's of like, it, not really. Missouri not, sucks. Nebraska. Yeah, not, not, not all of it. Like, Nebraska like, <laughs> sucked. It was just nothing. But, like, I thought the Rockies was going to be the coolest part of this, the, the trip. And Utah blew my doors off. I couldn't believe how amazing that state was. Yeah. Now, after doing that, now I want to do something like that where I drive up through Utah, go to the Badlands, go to Montana and Wyoming. I'm, I'm very jealous that you're taking that trip. Over there. You need to come down to Tennessee. You guys need to join the circus and you get to see fucking shithole towns you never even imagined existed everywhere. Not I would Nash love to show y'all Tennessee. Not Nashville. You want to see some green? I heard Nashville's a great town. I heard it's super really fun. Awesome. I've never been. Super it's okay. Fun. We'll go to Memphis or Knoxville. I've never been either, but uh, the, I agree the U.S. is amazing. I want to see Iceland as well, but I believe the U.S. is, like, there's so much to Alaska. see. I feel like Nashville's way better than Memphis and uh, Knoxville. I lived in, FYI, I lived right outside of Atlanta for 12 years, 13 okay. years. And like I said, my best friend lived in um, Nashville, and before that he lived in Murfreesboro, Tennessee. Uh -huh. so Nashville's just uh, really intense on the Bachelorette scene, but I guess that might be y'all seeing uh, not one. <laughs> There's just a, a lot of tourists here lately. Well, yeah, I mean, I totally can see Well, that. I always heard of, I never even thought about it as the Bachelorette scene. I it's the number it one Bachelorette yeah. destination spot, in the though. United States. That's an interesting yeah, thought. That's a lot of fun. <laughs> Guys, I got to wrap it up. Thank you so much, everyone. This has been awesome. Um, he's just ruining our party. No, I'm sorry. No, I just gotta. I gotta <laughs> go. I'm sorry, guys. It's getting late. Um, anybody? Uh, any Maria? Where can we find you? You can find me on Instagram and Twitter at my Maria seven seven seven. You can find me on all major podcast platforms except Spotify because they took me down and they're a bunch of assholes. 
uh, and won't respond to my legal emails. But uh, my Maria seven seven seven, check me out. Thanks for listening to my episode nineteen. Did you get too like, real? Tell me where y'all are at. What? You got too real for Spotify? I don't know. Like the first week that I was up had so many downloads and they took me down within the first week and they won't respond. I, like I've threatened them legally, even though I don't really have any sort of recourse because I've read the terms and conditions. But um, finally, they asked me to respond from my actual attorney email instead of my, my Maria email. And I did and I've yet to hear a response. So. Awesome. I'm about to write them a letter, a certified letter. See how that goes. Up with some fishy nice. shit with what they're doing with Joe Rogan. And, yeah, it's a little weird. What's going on with Spotify? Clipping all those uh, episodes. She wasn't happy about him getting taken off. That's unfortunate. Um, those are great episodes. They clipped his episodes too. Every Sam yeah. episode is gone. I heard. Oh really? Oh, what? That's what I found out about. No, Sam. no, they didn't. Didn't he say that? No, he's upset that they didn't take any of his. Any of his episodes. Right? Uh, he said they oh, didn't. No. He thinks that he's Michael not a chief because he uh, his episodes have been taken away. No, they did not take any of Sam's The way you posted it, it sounded No, like he's just did. upset that they haven't. Uh, uh, Nick, James, James, where can we find you James, guys? give him a shout out. So, We The People Radio, periods in between each word on Instagram. On YouTube, We The People Radio. Shoot, soon we're going to be on Apple and Spotify. We're working on, on that as we speak. So hopefully next week that'll be done. Um... But yeah, guys, we really appreciate you guys listening to our episode 18 of We The People Radio. Thank you, everybody, for listening. Thank you to the Swarm family. We love you. Uh, we got a lot of fun stuff coming up at the dojo. Check out the Dojo of Comedy uh, on Instagram. And, of course, you could always see us on freethinker.tv and all podcast platforms. Thank you so much, everyone. We love you. Thank you. It was right, great. Good night. We're pretty sure, everyone. <laughs>